Okay, let's do a last mic check, everybody. Arriba, 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 tata. You're good. Check. Guys. Hello. Check. Check. You're good. How's Deal. my nose breathing? Excellent. Spesh. Too loud. What's up? I've never had so many people in my office before. So, Skirko, what's the next big project? So I'm keeping it under wraps because it's still it's kind of out there and I haven't worked out all the details. But I'm thinking, um, you know, so I feel like I've thoroughly explored all of the wilderness areas in the U.S. So I'd like to see a little bit more, a different part of the country. Ooh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. So what are you cooking a up? A different part, eh? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much. And I, I, I still kind of need to get like a like an expedition name, but... I'm thinking I would like to do a, a circumnavigation of the entire uh, the entire U.S. along the coastline, which is like twelve thousand three hundred eighty-three miles or something like that. And then wait, now you, when you say that point point four, the the whole U.S. <laughs> I mean, like Alaska and Hawaii, or it yeah, doesn't count, yeah, right? No, I mean, Alaska and Hawaii too. Yeah. Oh, the coastline oh, wow. of Alaska. Right, and then no, and then after that, Ooh. then after that to sort of maybe counterbalance some of that, like beautiful coastal scenery i'm gonna um through hike the entire interstate system <laughs> wait what what <laughs> so so what? you like want to be able to touch the water the whole way and then pavement the whole way something like that i just feel like it would give me a different um a different experience for the u.s okay i'm oh. sorry i just googled this and it's eighty-eight thousand miles if you're like right next to the water that's insanity how many years are you looking at dude um well i'm fast hiker so <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Hold on, I, I'm gonna. Wait, I'm gonna how fast do you, do you like like hike five miles an hour type of thing? I, I think I probably average about four. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so you could probably. Finish I can that almost up in, uh, average that when I'm running. Yeah, almost. Yeah, you could probably finish that up in like <laughs> 20 years, maybe. Well, if you I hiked every day. Yeah. Ten miles a day, ten hours it's a day. It's ambitious. We, we've gone way off script here, <laughs> by the way. Okay, so I, I think you've you've been in Boulder too long. You're just gonna die on the interstates, Andrew. And if you don't, what would that lead to? Railroads? I mean, come on, man. Like, I, I don't know. I think, honestly, you should maybe think about not doing it. Well, I'm thinking that... Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're actually recording. I'm still figuring out this new soundboard control thing anyway. It has a built-in recording. Anyway, we'll edit, we'll edit all that out in post. All right. Well, we should probably actually start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail, Long time listener, first time caller. Arriba, 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 tota. It's the trail show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that, you know, trail show bump. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Arriba, arriba, torta! <laughs> Coming to you live from the Bobby yeah. Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district, this is the Trail Show, and we are broadcasting live from Andrew Skirka's off-grid compound deep in the hinterlands of Boulder County, ladies and gentlemen. Just a stone's throw from Dilo's house. I think we should go throw some stones. Yeah, why not? The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 plus countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. Hey, uh, don't you need to update that, dude? 
To what? Because aren't we about to hit a million, baby? <laughs> Not till next month. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. In studio this month to talk about an off-trail hiking route of his own creation, we have former trail show guest and previously named National Geographic Adventure of the Year, the one, the only, Mr. Andrew Skirka. Welcome to the Bobby Walters studio, a.k.a. your house. I've never had seven people in my office, ever. Usually it's me and my lovely fur child, Odin, sitting in my drawer. Well, now you've got a different fur child. His name is D'Lo. You'll be finding his hair for months and months. And he can fit in that drawer, too. It's a cozy office. It's nice in here. So, Andrew... I looked this up. You last guested with us four years ago on the May 2015 episode number 36, where we discussed your Kings Canyon high basin routes. Remarkable. It's been that long. Congratulations on keeping it going. Yeah. And, and speaking of, it's our seven year anniversary, people. All right. Oh, man. Whoa. I brought a lot of chocolate for tonight. Do we have some bubbles as well with the week out for the beers? Uh, we do have some beers. But, but before we get into beers, yes. POD, will you set the table? Well, first, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor. Oh, please. Uh, this episode of the Trail Show podcast is brought to you by Visit Spearfish. You definitely need to know about this outdoor oasis. Nestled in the Black Hills of South Dakota, the town of Spearfish has rugged trails, breathtaking waterfalls, and some of the best breweries in the region. Find your adventure. Request your copy of the Spearfish Adventure Guide at visitspearfish.com. Excellent. What are we serving up on the show today? Oh, yeah, setting the table. Uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit today. What? We're not going to follow the order. It's going to D-Lo no, my no, out of no, order. No, 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 we're going to be out of order tonight. No, no, no. We can't It's going to be very hard for D-Lo. That's really not cool. We also changed the show sheet right after he printed it, so he's already <sighs> off kilter. Uh, we got some audio clips. We got trips. Um, we're going to have some updates on legislation from out of order. That's going to be our conservation interview tonight. Uh, we got Andrew Skirka in his own house. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Salty's back with us this month. She she hey uh, was Yay. yeah, <laughs> so she can answer some. We tried to get Skittles to answer the questions, but he pretty much lives off of Symphony Bars and Skittles. Right. So not we the best like health expert. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Come up with some alternate uses for tent steaks. I had an idea today. I'll have to share it when it comes time for that. We'll see. Okay. I'm curious now. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, oh. Oh. We Do we have a hotline caller? Yes. We, yes. we do. We do. We do. We do. That's very exciting. Although, for everyone who didn't call, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> Which was almost Which everyone. Was almost <laughs> everyone. Which is <laughs> pretty much everyone, yeah. All 8,999. So apparently they don't listen to or call the trail show. Right. right. What are we, your mother? So yeah, we got lots. We got lots to cover, so we should get in there. Can I just make a quick request? Please, no. This is our seven-year anniversary show. Yes. Could we go extra heavy on the sound effects tonight, just like we did, you know, seven years ago? I didn't bring my slide whistle. Uh, We (gasps) could. Okay. Uh, Just I'll do my best. That's actually a request from a. I'll do my best. (laughs) A a one-time listener and a first-time caller. Okay, very good. They only listened once, and then they were like, "No thanks." But then they had to call. That's like everyone. They had to call and talk about it. They're like, "Stop recording." (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not doing trail news first no. this evening. We're doing trail of the month. Trail of the month. And tonight we're going to be talking about the Fifner Traverse. 
AKA the PT. I don't know. Or the five T. What do you have a little nickname for it? I don't think enough people have done to give it an acronym yet. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's start with the basics. So where is it? How long is it? And how did, how did you come up with the idea for the fifth nerd verse? Sure. So, um, the, <laughs> the idea is definitely not mine. Um, I think my, my contribution to the fifth nerd verse has been the sort of development of a, a route and a publication of a trail guide. But the idea for a fifth nerd verse has been around for, um, starting with like Jerry Roach, who wrote like the definitive guide for the Indian peaks wilderness. And in the very back of the book, so it's just like, it's like, it's like the Bible of, of mountaineering and alpine climbing for the Indian peaks. And the very, very back, like the last chapter, he talks about this 14 day trip he did from Berthid pass to up to Milner pass. Um, and you know, the crazy thing is that for a backpacker, like that's the route to do, um, here in the front range. So it's a, um, 77 miles. It runs from, um, uh, through the Indian Peaks and James Peak Wilderness Areas and then Rocky Mountain National Park. And uh, it could be used as a sort of a, a rugged alternate to the Continental Divide Trail if you're through hiking uh, through through the area. It runs, uh, it's about 40% off trail. It has a, um, a quad busting uh, 750 vertical feet of change per mile. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, in comparison, that's about, uh, it's like 2X versus like the John Deere Trail. So it's, okay. it's pretty relentless. Um, and it's sort of a mix of uh, there's a nice pass and valley route. So, so I recommend you do the route southbound. Start at, start at Milner Pass and Rocky Mountain National Park because you can, um, you're more likely to be on uh, an itinerary at that point. You kind of know when you're going to start. Uh, and right. you can kinda, so you can, you can yes. dial in your permits. And then, then you head south and you get into the Indian Peaks where the camping is a little bit more flexible so you can get off, off your like, planned itinerary at that point. So you start at Milner and then it follows Pass and Valley, tra Pass and Valley route on the west side. And then it uh, goes all the way through the Indian Peaks kind of Pass and Valley style. And then the last, uh, last like 30 miles are on top of the Constantal Divide. Uh, and actually follows, if anyone's done like the, um, like that route right on top of the divide and then you follow from James Peak to, um, mm. Yeah. Uh, to uh, <coughs> Mount Flora yeah. uh, to finish. That's the that's kind of that's oh, where that's it finishes up. So it finishes up with like yeah. five thirteeners in the last right. twelve miles. Yeah. yeah, that's probably actually that section is probably quite easy compared to the rest of it though, because I I remember that section is not that bad once you get up on the divide. Yeah, the you know? so the divide between um so it's like basically like Devil, um, Devil's Thumb Pass to. Devil's Thumb Pass to like Rollins Pass is pretty easy. Yeah. But once like James Peak, that James Peak and those other thirteeners, they roll pretty well. I mean, even it's yeah. it, it there you know, it's every there's probably like five hundred to seven hundred fifty vertical feet between each yeah, one. So it exactly. sort of adds up. Hmm. Yeah. But the the rest of the route is definitely harder. There's more off trail, it's more difficult route finding. Uh the single most difficult section of the route and uh Dilo, you can speak to it since you've been over one of these sections. So it's the combination of uh you, if you're going southbound, you go up Thunderbolt Creek, mm -hmm. and then over Paiute Pass, you drop down to Pawnee Lake, and then you go into the Lone Eagle Cirque, which yeah. is like one of the, like that's a, like an iconic part of the Front Range. We uh, Thunderbolt Creek is kind of one of my favorite areas, uh, and uh, <clears throat> leaving heading up Thunderbolt Creek to Paiute Pass is uh, bushwhacking of the finest caliber. <laughs> is this a trip? Oh, really? Did you do this trip with Mags and, and Mark and Mark yeah. one time? Yeah. I remember. So it's so funny people's reactions. There's yeah. definitely like, there's one, there's one right pioneer that it's you get into thick, in Thunderbolt man. Creek where it's if, thick. Like the way I know? explain it is the brush is like, is thigh high in July, like, um, you know, like shoulder high in August. August. Yeah. And like wow. September, it's like, it's just really lush. And They're like huge pass. cow, what is it? So, cow, like cow so when we went, we came down 
Paiute Pass. We came down into uh, Paiute Lake and then down to Thunderbolt Creek. Um, as we were coming down, so we, fa- we found a nice ramp, nice green ramp. It was very steep, but it led us right up to Paiute Pass. And then from the top, we just kind of started to meander down. And what was challenging about Paiute Pass was all these cliffs. There was all these little yes. six, eight-foot, ten-foot cliffs. So mm-hmm. you just kind of walk down, little ledge, ten-foot drop. Yep. Hmm, how do we get around that? Okay, let's go that way. Yeah. Okay, we went that way. Hmm, uh-oh, another ten-foot <laughs> <Yeah>. cliff. <laughs> so what do we do? Let's go that way. So it's just kind of luck of the draw as to whether you have to retrace your steps and go back up to find another way down. And at some point during this stretch, I remember thinking to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could just jump? <laughs> like, if I could just jump down that, that 10-foot cliff, it would be so much easier. There's actually a great alternative. There's an elk trail that runs right up that thing. Oh, is and there? If you're a, yeah, if, we didn't find the elk trail. If you kind of know how to follow yeah. wildlife trails, then you're in good shape. Yeah, we didn't stumble upon it because we were coming down. I think if we were coming up, we might have been able to see it a little bit Maybe. more distinctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so finally we get down, and then it's like, ah, we're down past all those 10-foot cliffs. We're out of the woods. Not quite. So then it's yeah. just talus and just off camber slopes. And then you finally get to Paiute Lake and you're like, ah, oh, now we're back in the woods. It's going to be, it's going to be easy. Oh, from you're here. just at Paiute Lake. Yeah. Oh, so geez. now we're okay. at Paiute Lake. And then it's like, ah, it's going to be <laughs> easy like from here after we eat some lunch. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. It's even worse. <laughs> it was better yeah. up high. You know, it's just, yeah. it was just very steep and very trying. It's cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. But have you been over, have you been to the, in Lone Eagle Cirque and try to go up Northeast Gully? No, I okay. haven't. Yeah, I haven't l- that one's, it's more a little bit more straightforward, but it's, yeah. um, I, I think it gains something like, it's like, it, so Lone Eagle Cirque is this, just this iconic spot in the, in the Union Peaks. And it's, there's the, the West Ridge comes off of the Continental Divide and it's super stout. And there's basically like one non-technical way to go. It's the Northeast Gully. And it's like a 40 degree pitch and it holds snow. This year it'll hold snow into August. And, uh, so, you, you know, it's like 20 from, from the lake down at the bottom, it's like 2,500 vertical feet and about a mile and a quarter of horse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't mess around, oh. but it's like, but, it, but it's the way to go. It's like, you have to go that way because the alternative is to drop all the way down to Monarch Lake, which in my mind is like unacceptable. Did you go down yeah, that, that or up that? I've been both ways. Okay. Mm. Cause going up that, I mean whatever you take your time you get to the top but coming down sounds way knee, worse just knee knocking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when we were doing the 14ers through hike we basically followed from i mean we didn't go from birth out pass we came from uh somewhere like just past it uh, but followed that same thing all the way down and then we took that i think it's the high lonesome trail that drops down mm-hmm. um and we had thought about taking you know the high road to go all the way but oh, with the snow and whatnot yeah when we were meeting some people but that staying high, like that portion f- through the James Peak and Indian Peak, definitely some of the, the best, like awesome hiking ever. Uh, Andrew, tell me, so you s- if you start at Milner Pass mm-hmm. in the park, are you out of the park on day one or do you need permits? Like wh- what's the... Well, if you're a really strong hiker, you might be able to exit, but it's just, it's 30 miles and it okay. has and a, and an average of, um, you know, so that would be t- uh, um, eight times... No, it, no one's going to do that. Okay, so what kind of yeah. permit maybe do you Swami need to, to stay it. in the park? Ma- yeah, maybe, maybe a, uh, I don't know if you're, all, maybe if you're running. I mean, I feel like even the guys who've tried to do like an FKT, like barely get out of the park. Buck 30 could probably do it. Oh, yeah. Buck 30 for yeah. sure. So is it just a backcountry so permit? Yes, yeah, so like you need, so you need a permit from, and the way that Rocky Mountain works is it's, it's designated campsites. There are some at-large camping zones, and if you, and the, those are available, definitely grab them up. Oh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
people are now required to have bear canisters if they overnight in the park. Ooh, so that's heard, ugly. I have an inquiry into the into the um, into the backcountry office. I just heard that they might be allowing ursacs. Oh, oh, that's great. oh okay. that would be good. Yeah. So I have a quick admission. So this is a kind of a quick admission. So I, when I through hiked the Fifth and Traverse, this was 2017. Um, I started at Berthed. And then went north up to Milner, and then yo-yoed back to my. You what? Oh my! God. So, but I had so what? when I started, I had nine That's days crazy. of food, and I was like, you know, like I can't. I'm like, a, I'm, so I run guided trips in Rocky. I can't like be in Rocky and like be in violation of like a key regulation. Right, right. Sure. So I you carried, can't get caught. Doing so that. I packed up my stuff, and then basically at the very end, I had to make a decision between crampons and ice axe or bear canister, <laughs> and I and I went with the bear can, which was in really. High, I did. Uh, I just want to be compliant. Um, I'd rather be alive. And that was my that was my <laughs> takeaway too. I was basically like, that was such a dumb move. I because I totally could have used instead. I had uh, those Vargo uh, pocket cleats. Oh, Anyone yeah. ever use those? Uh-huh. No, they're not good. They're not yeah. great. No. Yeah, they, oh, no. they're they're a just in case. Like you know, you can throw them in there and not feel bad about carrying them. Yeah. But and they provide it. They're better than nothing. But man, they're not like worthy of anything technical. So. I didn't encounter a ranger. I was really disappointed. I want to show <laughs> off my bear can and be like, hey, look what I got. So uh, are you the only person to have yo-yoed the PT? Probably. I like that. Wow. But, I mean, yeah. That's cool. So when yeah. you yo-yoed it, did you do the out and back in nine days or did you? Yeah. You got to talk to the top like of the mic. Or do you yeah. like Top of the mic, man. Yeah. Come on. All right. The top works better. Yeah. I was yeah, trying yeah. to figure it out. Come I on, don't dude. know if anybody's noticed, but I've been moving I, the mic. I kind of had to aim mine at me. Yeah, so yeah. it's not nine days. It. Nine days for okay. so I was doing go. like uh, anywhere from uh, like fifty five hundred to eight thousand vertical feet a day. Oh, did you uh, take any naps? Of course, you did. Absolutely, okay, good. Yeah. Good you, yeah. In fact, I took a nap. My favorite nap was um, so at the t- I, 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 so I was climbing <laughs> out of the Lone Eagle Circle up Northeast Gully, and you can't see anything to the south because you're just this is too steep. Like the wall is too steep. And as I was approaching the top, I could see like some big sort of puffy cotton ball cumulus looking clouds and like oh man there might be something behind that and sure enough i got to the pass and it started to rain and then like big lightning i'm at like you know i'm over twelve thousand feet on this mm-hmm. you know alpine pass and i ended up uh i ended up taking shelter between two large boulders and throwing my shelter over me and taking a nap nice. <laughs> Wait, so, like wow. an hour. so on yeah. your on your map um what's is that way pointed the nap the great nap point <laughs> um, what do you the, got? I'm, I'm looking at your at your <laughs> the website. Great nap. <laughs> the nap point. That's a special um, thing you can enter in your Garmin. Yeah. You got to pay extra point. for that. Yeah. Nap, nappy pass. Andrew Skirko's nap waypoints. Andrew, what's the average elevation? Is it all above ten thousand feet? Mostly, it drops yeah. below ten thousand. I think like twice. It drops like and just barely like to ninety six hundred feet. Okay. Yeah. So the average it hovers mostly b- between like ten and twelve, and then hmm. final um, like what is it like six or seven miles or at like 13 and change and what's the high point uh oh that's a good question would it be james it's one of those 13 yeah at the, the end. End. okay yeah i'm just so not sure which one it is so on your last day you will yeah know. or your first i mean it's sort first. of you know it definitely logistically it makes more sense to do the traverse southbound because you have that permit issue but mm-hmm. the difficulty of um by the time you make it down there you might not be able to play the weather very well whereas if you go went northbound, you could start at Firth the Pass at four in the morning, and you'd be, you'd be sort of done with that section of thirteeners, and you could get to lower ground because there yeah. and there is no like 
low alternate, like no. Um, well, yeah. there is. You got to go all the way down yeah, and exactly. walk. We did that on the CDT. Yeah, you have to go all the way. You have to go all the way down to St. Mary's Lake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is not not ideal. No, it's not. <laughs> not if you have a choice. What's yeah. the What's the time frame for this hike uh, for somebody who's not going to yo-yo it in nine days? Yeah. On trip so the way I always explain high routes, like when you when you're when you're talking about a route that has this much vertical change, you stop thinking about it in terms of horizontal mileage. You just mm -hmm. need to think about it in terms of vertical. So it has, um, let me just grab the, grab so, the real data. So Trust Your um, Nation, we're talking about advanced level hiking here. Like, that's right. Like don't, don't, don't call Andrew and say, Hey man, can you send me your waypoint? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting no. ready to fly out from Florida. No offense to all the Floridians. <laughs> no offense, but buddy Sassams. <laughs> none taken, none taken. <laughs> okay, it's it's okay. good advice. It's good advice. Okay. So this route has uh, 20, so it's 56,000 vertical feet of change. So it'd be like 20, was that 28,000 oh. vertical feet of gain. So if, I, I would say like an elite hiker is going to be able to average six or 7,000 vertical feet a day. Uh, a very strong hiker is probably going to be like four or maybe five. Um, your average hiker is going to be probably closer to about three. And dealers yeah. like, like, like one. Like a strong, hike, a strong a hiker is going to be three. About it, like but it makes total sense. It's yeah. actually, so I've actually charted. It's non-intuitive. I've actually plotted, uh, I've plotted vertical change per day. Uh -huh. um, and the, and it's very consistent. It just mm. sort of like, just goes, it's mm -hmm. like basically every day, it's like 6,000 feet, 6,000 feet, 6,500 feet, 6,500 feet, 7,000 feet. Hmm. And then, but if you do mileage, it's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what okay. uh, Trauma and Pepper call a double, double. That's <laughs> double, double. Feet. Would you carry all of your food for the trek? Probably. The, yeah, there really aren't any opportunities to yeah. resupply. I mean, okay. I, the best thing you can do is, like, if you if you're really desperate for a resupply, is you could get a, a car maybe up um, up the old uh, railroad grade to mm -hmm. Rollins Pass, so the Rollins Pass Road from mm -hmm. Winter Park. But that only saves you. I think it's like at mile sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't save you a ton. Um, no. I, and then and then it's really not practical to hike out from other locations. So we're talking six days of food, seven days of food. Type yeah, of probably. People. Yeah. Could people section hike it? Oh, yes, yeah, so that's actually my recommendation. Yeah. So the average pr the average backpacker doesn't have the skill set to undertake the whole thing, um, or the really the experience to kind of see how they're going to do on a high route. Right. So I rec recommend section hikes. And I, when I put together the guide, I put together, I think it's like seven or eight recommended section hikes. Okay. And it's sort of the section hike, the Fifner Traverse, that's kind of like a, kind of acts like a trunk. And then this, the uh, section hikes just kind of hit each section. So like, there's like a, f there's like a 35 mile route where you can do the entire Rocky Mountain National Park oh, section. Okay. And then there's another section where you can do, um, I call it a hell in paradise. So you go into upper hell Canyon and then into paradise Ooh. Creek. Which is uh, I'm trying to remember the. Does the Fifner Traverse go over Hell and Paradise Pass? It does. Oh, cool! Yeah. I've been there too. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's so a yeah. Upper Hell pass. Canyon is so nice. In July, Upper Hell Canyon has yeah. the most magnificent display of avalanche lilies I've ever seen. I just remember that yeah. pass. I was oh. hiking in in yeah. September on like kind of a gray day. Uh -huh. it's just like it started raining. And going down through Paradise Park, it was all wet, and I do not recommend anybody hikes through Paradise Park in the rain because you just get soaked Soggy. from the bottom yeah. up. You know, right? Because it's thick. It's a lot of grass. Yeah. But uh, Hell in Paradise Pass is fantastic. Yeah. Really nice. Right. How many people do you think have walked it at this point? I don't know. Not many. Well, like handfuls. Now that it's been like less than just kind of <laughs> probably not maybe. It's up. hard. It's hard to say. Like a couple of ultra runners have tried. So there are a couple of like variations on the Fifth and Traverse, and it's kind of like there's sort of some um, discussion about what exactly is the Fifth and Traverse. So oh like Jerry Roach's original thought was 
you know, Milner to birth it. And he kind of put this route together, but he like did side trips so he could go climbing. And he was with uh, someone who didn't have like the, the backcountry cred to really like do to like the full route. And then some ultra runners have tried to do what they call the, uh, the fast Fifner. And they basically just try to like stay on the divide as much as they can. Mm. And they totally skip, um, Cayute pass and Lone mm-hmm. Eagle Cirque, which I yeah, think run you know, down the like, trails. They the run, mountains. yeah, they yeah. run down a Monarch Lake, which I, you know, just why bother at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so there's sort of some dispute, but I think this, I think the route that I put together is like a sort of the, um, like that represents like the, um, the, the, I'll see how to, without bragging, it's sort of the best, <laughs> Too it's like the best high route out there. <laughs> it's like the, so like, and I've done this route forwards, backwards. I've done multiple alternates. And, um, in some cases I've offered sections as I call them extra credit sections. So for right. example, like there's, there's one section where, um, this is in paradise, paradise Creek. Mm-hmm. You could follow the divide from, uh, let's see. So be from like, um, that there's a pass right between East Inlet and Paradise Creek. And you could run up to the divide and then follow the divide all the way down to uh, upper Buchanan Creek, mm-hmm. but it's crappy. It's like, you're at 12,000 feet. You're totally exposed. You're on this l- lunar landscape. You can't really see much because it's pretty actually like oddly flat up there. But then there's this beautiful pass and Valley trail through like you drop down into upper hell Canyon. You go over uh, Cooper Peak pass, you drop into sky Island Lake and like, that's like the route to do. So I've sort of offered the higher elevation as an extra credit, but really recommend mm-hmm. something a little lower. Okay. And if people want to get a little more info, details, maps, that kind of thing, is that on your website? Yeah, it's all up there. So the, I think the, uh, the biggest challenge would be just uh, getting the name right. So it's P, it's P-F-I-F-F-N-E-R. Fifner. Um, Fifner I, I can tell you that if you put in something close, Google will correct you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. Who is, uh, who is Fifner? Yeah, so Carl Fifner was uh, one of Jerry Roach's buddies. He died in an avalanche, I believe, in the 60s on La Plata Peak. And oh, wow. Carl had, according to Jerry, Carl had spoke like enthusiastically about this idea of uh, following the concept of divide from Bertha to Milner, mm-hmm. seeing it more as like an alpine, like scrambling route. Um, and uh, after... Carl died. Jerry did some version of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And let me just tell you, people, don't come out anytime soon if you want to do this. this no, year. not this year. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, that's a was good point. I mean, unless I mean, you bring your Vargo snow <laughs> shoes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I would and say then you're fine. I would I say this year, it. given the conditions, I would say um, if you're going to do it in mid, I think you could probably get on it in mid July, but you should expect. Uh, I, as part of the guide, actually, it's up on the website too. There's a uh, sort of like early season hazard chart, right? And expect all of those to be in play um, in mid July, and mid-July. then yeah. uh, and then I. But I th- wow. well, I think more definitely end of July would be your better bet this yep. year. Yep. Um, and then I think I think other uh, like Paiute Pass and Lone Eagle Cirque or Northeast Gully, they'll probably hold their snow into August. Think it about might that. actually not melt off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> might, yeah this could be that yeah. that kind of year yeah, it could it's kind of shaping up that way yeah yeah huh. well you guys have had a bigger snow year down in slida than we had here our ours our snowpack's oh. really healthy but yeah the yeah, southern part of the state is on some other we level. actually had uh they put a uh a thing in the uh, kind of graphic in the newspaper this week and it showed percent of average and also percent of last year yeah and it was like 126 percent of average so 26 percent above normal one thousand one hundred percent of last year yeah <laughs> but last year was a I know, complete I know. It's just that's they're garbage kind of show. funny numbers yeah. this time all. last year they closed the national forest in new mexico because there yeah. had been no snow all right. winter and yeah. they didn't want to burn it down the san juan national yeah. forest was close yeah. behind oh yeah down okay. near durango yeah, yeah we got yeah anyway yeah it's a completely different ball game this year yes um 
Anything else about the Fefner Traverse you want to get out there that we haven't asked you? Well, the big thing to know is that it does have, it's 40% off trail. So whatever 40% of 77 miles is. Um, and some of that off trail is um, is pretty easy. It's following ridge lines, So it's the fairly straightforward. The, but knowing how to navigate, specifically how to, how to read a map, how to use compass, GPS, how to follow game trails, especially elk trails. I mean, I'd say probably that 40% that's off trail, probably like, seems like about three quarters of that is following elk trails. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So I if you weren't as familiar with the route as you were for somebody that's going into it, like maybe never having hiked any bit of it, mm -hmm. how much time do you think they'd end up spending like just doing pure navigation? Uh, my, my understanding from watching people try to navigate on high routes and then sort of getting uh, reports is that they definitely waste time. Like it's not a flawless um, sort of execution of navigation. So I think what Salty asked earlier, I think the better thing to do, if you haven't done a high route before, look at the options that are up there, pick one that sort of works for your time frame and and do it. And then if you're ahead of pace or or, or behind pace, there are usually options to extend or Bail. shortcut. Yeah. yeah, that's the safer thing to do. These high routes are different. Like you can't just, uh, you know, like your typical long distance trails, you're just, you start, <laughs> you hike, you finish. And they're right. I don't want to say they're gimmies, they're hard. But um, you're probably going to. Well, make you can it. plan. Most right, days you can right. wake up and be and say, "I'm going to camp here." It's very predictable. I'm going to camp right. at this yeah. spot. Most days. Right. When you're when you're doing a choose your own adventure in the high country, it's <laughs> things can get really um, not Harry. pleasant sometimes, yeah. And, yeah. and and you really do sometimes have to stop and go. Okay, well, here's what I think I want to do, but what's the reality th of the terrain or the weather, or do I even have all of the information? It's uh, yeah, it's if you're if you're not following a trail, it can be pretty crazy. Yeah, you definitely yeah. lose that lose that um, certainty piece. So yeah, just you know, go into it with a little bit more of a relaxed attitude. Just um, sort of instead of waking up and saying, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hike 25 miles today," you know, you wake up and say, "Well, I'd like to." I'd like to get this far and just expect that you know, maybe you make a navigational mistake or maybe you get hit by an afternoon thunderstorm and you need to, need to hunker down for a while. Um, but you just need to be a little bit more flexible with it. Well, uh, triple O. That's the fun. I mean, that, that really you yes. should embrace it because that's the fun of, of a high route is that it's a little totally. unpredictable. And sometimes right. you say, hey, that, that looks cool. Let me go over there. Let me go right. over there. And, and that's, that's what's fun about it. But, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a different ballgame for sure. One thing I was just thinking on, I was trying to do a little mental math. So... You said nine days-ish to hike it or no? I, it took me nine days to yo-yo it. Oh, sorry, nine days yo-yo. Because I'm thinking like if you're doing like five, 6,000 feet of gain with nine days of food, that's a <clears throat> that sounds a bit painful, but it's not actually for most. Well, maybe it would be well, nine days yeah, for I some people. I actually think you would take almost nine days for your average hiker. Yeah, just look. So it's easy, 28,000 vertical feet of gain, mm -hmm. and a strong hiker is going to do three to 4,000 vertical feet a day. Yeah. And when I say strong hiker, I'm talking about a guy, uh, someone who, like a me, guy or girl like who can get on the, can get on a, the Appalachian <laughs> Trail or Pacific Crest Trail and knock out 20 miles a day. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So that's a strong hiker and they're going to do three or 4,000. So uh, if they do, if they do four, that's going to be six and a half days. And so if you're a better okay. hiker than that, you can do your own math and you probably know how fast you're going to go. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Maybe. In until you're humbled. By going up, what is it, Lone Eagle Cirque or what? <laughs> North the Northeast Gully. <laughs> yeah, and, and then Watch out. yeah, and then you cry like a baby. <laughs> um, all right, so people can get info at andrewskirka.com. It's the Fifner Traverse. Don't take it lightly. And now it's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Dilo, take it away. 
I need cans. Please <laughs> give me cans. That was sounded like a mandate from God. Totally Read <laughs> the cans. Okay. So tonight we have beers from a listener. Ben Benvy. Ben Benvy, who Thank apparently you. is Canadian, and he has sent us Canadian beers. The first one here is from Dominion City Brewing Company. It's the Provincial. Provincial. With Centennial Hops. 6.5% ABV. 355 milliliters in this can. They are the makers of very good beer. And allow me to just read a small blurb from the back of the can. We'd love that, please. Homegrown. At its best, beer can tell you something about the people and the land that make it possible. Provincial IPA is part of our ongoing quest to create beer reflective of our region featuring locally sourced ingredients. And this beer is from Ottawa, Ontario. And we also have another clean saison from Dominion City. This one comes in at a low 4.5 ABV, which is also in a 355 milliliter can. What's oh. your specific gravity in your IBUs, Deloka? No, they just don't list it here. But this one says, what's old is new again. And this is brewed with Pilsner, wheat, strisiplot, and Syrian wolf hops. This beer is dry, spicy, and refreshing. You know, I've got an old, what is it, Old Dominion? Do yeah, Dominion City. I've got a Dominion oh, City so beer many here. It's Dominion called City Two beers Flags here. IPA. It's 7% ABV. Let me, Dilo, if you don't mind. Please read. Okay. It says it's assertively, assertively hoppy. And the thing I like most is at the end it says flavors include burnt sugar, Ooh. grapefruit, and lingering resin. You well, know I want to try that. I could taste the it, burnt sugar. It, it's good. It's different though. It, it almost tastes like um. It's a nice idea. Like a hoppy brown ale. Mm, I, I don't know. I, oh, that I, is interesting. I think you're wrong. I was afraid of it because it's an IPA, but it's um. I I like that IPA. It's a nice. It almost tastes like it has tea in it. It's strong. It's seven yeah, percent uh, ABV. It's it's good. Tea with burnt like, sugar. It tastes like it has tea in it. it happens to okay. be in a sixteen ounce can. Well, I tell you what. Is, is there any left? Five hundred milliliters of this one. Yeah. Or the, the I was actually going to ask if the special guest is also allowed to drink. Yes. Yeah, come on. Nobody okay. gave. Wait, why Andrew is there a special guest? I, I, I noticed he had, you uh, can uh, oh, had all the glasses. D-Lo. This one's empty. I didn't do that. This D-Lo, is why? For same trail. So. so many thanks to Ben. Dilo, why? Well, actually, we usually require our guests to bring beer. Yeah, that's usually but it's kind a of a tradition. But refrigerator downstairs. Is it all Do like we need to cool. go is it all Coors Ultra? I, I might point there out there might be some Coors left for my father-in-law okay. when he comes to visit. Or I'm like I'm like Rick, we've got all this great beer in Colorado. Yeah. Why do you like to drink Coors? I, I'm going to point out that we didn't require Andrew to bring beer tonight because we required him to let us record in his house. It's true. At his house. It's no, true. That, that's all. You know. A house. It's or kind of a beer. home invasion. Yeah. Right. Legal. Uh, can you pass that can back over to me? That's mine. You want the empty can? <laughs> oh, no. Where's the pink can? I want the pink oh, one. I don't know. I think we drank it. Oh, All right, oh are you having that? I can open another one. Okay. We've got to go to break. When we come back, we've got trail news on our conservation segment. Don't go anywhere. God, I just got creeps all over myself. Dilo, was that was that your youngest uh, child? Yes, that was Mateo. Three point five year old Mateo said, 
I would never listen to the trail yeah. uh, What did it's you have to bribe him to, to do that? To the I, I didn't. I didn't bribe him at all. He offered Dude, that up. Man. At the Did he end, really? at the awesome. end, he sounds like that little old weird lady on uh-huh. the Poltergeist movie from the 1980s. Totally. Yep. <laughs> do, do you want to play that one more time? Yeah, pl- I should. No, I would never listen to the so. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, was he in physical pain when you made him read that? <laughs> no, like what happened? I, I just like asked him to say that, and I think sometimes he like, you know, his his mind gets ahead of his verbal abilities type of thing, and he's yeah. like, it, it, I, I, I will never. Wow, to the that's actually a good skill because you know? I know somebody else whose verbal abilities sometimes get ahead of their mind. So, yeah. so I think his mind gets ahead of his verbal capabilities. So yeah. All right, P.O.D., who's our segment sponsor? Uh, this segment, second segment, is sponsored by Sway Hammocks. Have you ever tried to go hammock camping and suffered from CBS? What is CBS? CBS is cold butt syndrome. The worst. Never fear. Sway is here. Sway's founder, Seth Hill, first suffered, C- first suffered CBS when he took his hammock and a sleeping bag on a camping trip with some friends. Even in the middle of August in Tennessee, he got a frozen hiney. So, Seth sat down and developed the Sway Ira. Ira, Dilo. Ira. A fully insulated hammock that encases you with 800 fill down to keep you warm. With Sway hammocks, you get it all. The insulated hammock, straps, and rainfly. Not only that, it saves you weight. Have you ever added up the weight of taking a sleeping bag, pad, and a tent? With Sway, all you have to carry is 3.5 pounds of pure awesomeness. Just think. Why would you take a tent, bag, and a pad when you can sway? Get your sway hammock today at Sway Hammocks. That's S-W-A-Y-Y hammocks.com. And enter code TRAIL, all caps, for 20% off your hammock today. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have Trail News (laughs) Quiz Special 41. Here it is. I I really love my new opener. That is so fantastic. I think my favorite part of it is, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Spesh, what happened? What's happened in the last Um, month? You know, a a lot's probably happened. Um, We're only going to go through a few of them because, you know, so much happens. and Ain't nobody got time for that. And also, I just got off a plane and barely made it here on time. So Um, I'm going to start with uh, probably the biggest story in the trail news category which is really some uh, pretty horrible news. I'm sure most people yeah. have heard of it, and uh, but I, I feel like we kind of need to at least mention this. Uh, there was a murder on the AT. Um, they did release the name and the story and some details about the, uh, the fellow who, who was murdered. Uh, his name is Ron Sanchez, uh, went by Stronghold. Uh, he was a 17-year Army vet. He had been discharged uh, with PTSD and major depression. Um, he had really kind of used hiking and walking to get his life turned around and like really rebuilt and resettled. Um, literally like sounds like he was just one of those amazing dudes, super nice, always like providing for others and offering help and connecting people. So he really sounded like an amazing guy. Um, he was murdered, uh, attacked along with some of his, uh, his, uh, fellow hikers, um, on the AT, uh, and from the details that, that have come out, it, it sounds like he was 
basically trying to talk this guy down and trying to like put himself between this guy and the other people. The other guy had already made threats that he was going to burn everybody in their sleeping bags and stuff like that. So this guy, you know, um, it's, it's a deep tragedy, but you know, uh, all I I can say is, uh, he, he sounds like he lived up to his, or died according to his name, uh, strong, uh, and, and a hero. So, um, I think this kind of hits, the entire community, whether you knew the guy or not. I mean, like if you read his story in, in outside or any of the other articles, uh, you, 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 he sounds like the guy that you would totally meet out on the trail and immediately become friends with. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we all have that experience with other people and we can kind of see that our friends in this guy. So, uh, my heart goes out to those who actually knew this guy, uh, and to the other people that were involved in this attack. Um, all I can say is I think I think I can honestly speak for the entire trail community when I say we love you and we're really sorry that this had to happen to you guys. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it it it's a really sad thing and you know, I, I I'm just thinking about his friends and family in Oklahoma, um, and just the rest of the trail community because it does impact everybody. Um but yeah, it's it really sucks. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to talk about the the person who who did the murder, no. but no. he he apparently had been harassing and causing a lot of problems, and had been arrested previously. So it's not like this guy was in unknown quantities, and that that's I think part of the the thing that really makes this like frustrating even worse yeah. is, sure. is that it seems like there was a chance almost for this to have never happened in the first place. Right. And, uh, but anyway, um, we're going to move on to another story, which I think hopefully will break that tight emotional mood who sorry um uh this this is actually a story out of the uk um there was a camper who called for rescue after they broke a tent pole no <laughs> way i'm not kidding uh camper no. requested uh, help from the let's see I, i'm probably gonna say this wrong uh glider foch uh the summit of the the mountain um the Ogwen valley mountain rescue organization uh was alerted and uh uh, the camper was advised to stay in his tent and wait till daylight before <laughs> walking down. <laughs> I think they actually released the name uh, of that. It's that, that, um, that, no. like used that the, guy's like his inReach or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's see. It's it's Rune Favorskov is his name. Oh, the name that's of that guy. Remarkable. That cannot be a real name. <laughs> oh, the r- it is. That is a real name. The article I read didn't actually have his name in it. Oh, I must have read a different one. It re- almost reminds Rune? me of... Uh, oh, okay. Rune Favorskov. Reminds me of several years ago when people in the Grand Canyon, this group p- called, the like set off an emergency because they couldn't find water. It was the first time the rangers helicoptered out to them and said, like, well, what's going on? And they're like, well, we can't find the water source. The rangers told them where the water source was. They flew back out. They put off another SOS. Oh, and they no. came back with the helicopter. Like, well, what's wrong? And they're like, well, the water doesn't taste good. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, get in the helicopter. We're going. <laughs> but it's just bad use of modern technology. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, um, I guess, you know, the only thing I can say about this one is if only he had listened to the trail show, maybe he would have known that you could probably, like, maybe duct tape a tent stake to your 
or to your tent. Worst, yes. worst case you scenario, know. you just burn your jeans, yeah. man. Yeah. Your tent's I mean, collapsing in the wind. <laughs> right. out the blowtorch. I don't have a blowtorch, right? Scotland, man, you just burn your jeans, man. And you curl up next to your pile of flaming jeans because a pile... If you burn your jeans, they're going to burn for a couple hours. Kind of right? smolders, right. yeah. yeah. They burn yeah. slow. Yeah, you know? put off lots of smoke too. Yeah. Maybe Depends on how much spandex. Rescued. Like mine, they just uh, yeah. go right up. Oh, yeah, I guess there's a lot of spandex in new jeans, but I don't have any jeans. I haven't worn jeans in years, so okay. I'm just speaking from past experiences. Probably. All right, what else you got special? From okay, so uh, <laughs> the next one is uh, the Great American Rail Trail. Um, I actually just read this article yesterday. Um, for some reason, I thought I'd heard about this before, but I don't know. Uh, but it's basically going to go through like um, Washington, Idaho, Montana, uh, uh, Wyoming, Nebraska, all the way over. Uh, and it's going to be 12 states, 3,700 miles, and it's going to connect about 125 currently existing trail sections. Really? Um, yeah, and it's going to be multi-use, so uh, you'll be able to ride um, or, or walk. Rollerblade? Uh, sure. Do you? Yeah. Could or you? Could you, know, you, you probably probably use those like alpine ski trainer things? Sure. That are, like, could real you push a stroller? Or cross country ski? Could you push a sure. stroller? You could probably yes. run with a stroller yes. too. Oh my god. Yeah. Or stroller tandem bike, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Recumbent, if you will. I will. So this is probably a very flat trail if it follows railroad. Best yeah, track. exactly. Yeah. So it's gonna. That sounds awesome. Does this follow like the like the original transcontinental railroad route? Uh, you know, I I don't think I saw that in the Cause, article. Because that would be all of those states. <laughs> but it, hey, back coach. Wait. Yeah, what? coach that means carry on. What was oh the whistle okay. was carry on? Oh, okay. Anyway. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it sounds pretty cool. It was pretty scant information yeah. on the article that I read about it, uh, but apparently they just finalized their proposal for it. Um, and yeah. just okay. ignore him. Okay. I thought, I thought this was the whacking of the tubes. Man. Oh, okay. is that what that is? We were, I don't think we were off into whacking tubes. No, I don't area. think no? so. Okay. Just the no. whistle to kind of, hey, pay attention. Well, you know, you said you wanted more sound effects tonight. So yeah. Oh, yeah, it's seven-year anniversary. We're trying to make people. all yeah. your dreams come true yeah. tonight, yeah. Dila. Yeah. Seven-year anniversary, well, baby. Maybe not all of them. <laughs> 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 he might have some That's weird That's true. Ones. We can't get rid of the children. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the dark one. Just kidding. Just um, kidding. Actually, wow. you can, but... <laughs> So, so we're just going to do uh, one more piece. Colorado just released an app. Uh, it's called Cotrex. I've downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance to really check it out yet. But it's got 39,000 miles of trails in Colorado that are on uh, public land or private land with public access. Wait a minute. Did huh. you say Cotex? Cotex. <laughs> Cotrex. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I it's, totally impo- it's entirely possible I did actually say Cotrex. <laughs> okay, I, I was confused. Yeah. That that that's, a, that's a brand of uh, menstrual product, right? This <laughs> it thing? is. Yeah. Sanitary pads. Yeah. Not the ones with wings, though. I don't I think I mean, maybe they, they got know. them to sponsor. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, Come on. Okay, now, right, now, I'm, I'm now it's two. Uh, so, yeah, the Cotrex, uh, if you're going to be visiting. Col- <laughs> you're going to be. <laughs> TOD. <laughs> download it and check it out. Uh, it's got trails for hiking, mountain biking, equestrian riding, and motorized recreation. Wow. So uh, everything that's either federal, state, local, uh, and anything that's, pu- that's private that is public access. Does it have so anything in there about flow rates? You know, for rivers. <laughs> Come on. For rivers and stuff. P- uh, I don't think this covers just waterways. Navigable. I, was just I don't think it covers navigable waterways. P-O-D. Well, you have to you have to cross them, so you know. I just. 
I just muted your mic. I muted her mic. I'm sorry. I, I special, special, special were you? Did you plan on talking about the uh, decriminalization of psilocybin <laughs> in the city of Denver tonight? Yeah, I thought that was going to be on trail news. I didn't read the show sheet. Oh, okay. Well, Pod, are you prepared to talk about it? Because am I on? Well, mushrooms I, are legal. There we go. Next item. Zelo, maybe you you might be more I actually yeah, it was approved. It was. <laughs> so psilocybin has been de- decriminalized in, within the city limits of Denver, which means that the police will not um, persecute you if you happen to get caught with a large bag of hallucinogenic mushrooms <laughs> on your property when you're arrested type of thing. Wow. So you'll just get arrested for what you're about to get arrested for and not getting arrested for what you're about to getting arrested for in addition to the large quantity of hallucinogenic mushrooms that you had in your pocket. So that's cool. But I also read a very interesting op-ed from Michael Pollan, who was an yeah. author oh, yeah. who wrote a book recently. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a New York Times bestseller, but it's it probably was. it will be soon about hallucinogenics and how they are very useful for treating lots of things that modern drugs don't treat very well. So anyways, Michael Pollan said, Michael Pollan's summarization of the Denver decriminalization was, hey, everybody, time out. Not so fast. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, hold on. I like to get Salty to weigh in on this. Yeah, Salty. Do you have any thoughts? Health, what health benefits. <laughs> Are there any benefits to psilocybin use? Or yeah, that, bad things? that Michael Pollan book is really good. It's called how to, how to Change Your Mind. Oh, you read that book? I did, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. It's really good. But I, I understand where he's coming from yeah. that it, it needs to be approached with caution, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And under the guidance of, like, um, they have guides who can... Shamans? Yeah, well... No. Guides. no not like, quite. <laughs> like, trained um, guides. I got a trail tip. Don't let white people be your shaman. Okay. So I, I have read... There's You're that um, boulder? There's a lot of research right now that's going on in, in medical settings, yes. um, especially yep. with vets, PTSD, vets depression, have PTSD, addiction. Yeah. and they're finding a lot of promise with psilocybin mm-hmm. use, but it's in a controlled setting. Um, the other thing with depression, yeah, mm-hmm. with both. So, uh, but again, this doesn't like it's it's not like psilocybin shops are going to open up in Denver tomorrow. No. Like this basically just makes it the least of all offenses. So if you do get searched in the city of Denver for whatever, and they do find a bag of mushrooms in your pocket, it's probably going to be overlooked. Yep. So yep. that's basically what they might the voters even let just you keep passed. It. They might even, yeah, let you they keep probably it. will. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Man. Cause it's not a criminal out of order. Yeah. I mean, it's Colorado. On, they might, they might take there. it with you. I don't, I don't know. I haven't read the law. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that's the important thing is this is not like an endorsement of, magic mushrooms this is no. just saying this is not worth our time as a community to right. enforce this and yeah. that's probably True. accurate right we got better things to worry about and michael poland's op-ed said basically no one should get arrested for having a bag of mushrooms in their pocket please people all right we're going to go into our conservation interview tonight. all right let's do it and we're switching where's things our up. conservation music um no. Okay. Do we have any? How about some conservation uh, sound effects? Seven-year anniversary. We're gonna. It's gonna have to be like some jungle sounds or something like that. We'll, we'll get something. I got some music for conservation. No, this interview. is uh, ask a hiker. No, that. That's Too bad. You don't even know. You do ask a hiker. That's your segment. You don't even know the music for your own segment, Dilo. We've been doing Same. the show seven years. Same. So normally for conservation interview, we call a trail organization, uh, someone that's doing like we had Washington Trails Association last month. This month we've got. Out of order. Oh. And he's going to talk to us a little <laughs> bit about some of the current legislation that's going on. Um, yeah. So take it away. Yeah, I thought it'd be interesting. Um, so as some of you might know, I work in climate 
change litigation. And I thought it'd be fun to take a little update around the different uh, states along the big three long-distance trails to see which ones are doing the best job uh, trying to implement real regulations that fight against climate change. Um, in the Northeast, you have all the Reggie states, which is a regional greenhouse gas initiative. They've all implemented a cap and trade program for the power sector, <laughs> which is like all the electricity generation. So you got like New York, uh, Connecticut, Maine, New, Jer New Jersey's trying to join it. Um, they're in the process of rejoining it after Chris Christie took them out of it. Uh, Virginia's trying to imagine join it. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Vermont, New Hampshire. So basically, if you're on the AT and you're in the Northeast, you're in a, a group of states that are trying to do good. Uh, the Southern AT is not, not on board with this yet. Although Virginia is trying, is trying, but they're not, not there yet. Um, along the CDT, Colorado and New Mexico have both, uh, are, are both in the process of trying to implement better regulations to fight climate, so you're doing better there. I'm sorry, can, can we back up for just a second? Yes. Uh, so with that cap and trade w it within the energy industry yes. in those Reggie states, uh, what's their like timeline or whatever for, excuse me, sorry, we're getting re used to these new mics people, which <laughs> thank you, by the way, for anybody who bought a t-shirt, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, like, ha what's their timeline for bringing those down? Like, what's what's that going to look like, or it, or is it more of a framework at this point? So, Reggie's been around for a while now. I think about ten years, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and I don't think they have a. I'm not sure if they have a clear like pathway to to no emissions, but it's 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 a good framework from which to build upon. And then. Um, and it's it's in the probably the most important sector, which is the power industry, because the only way we get to zero carbon in the atmosphere is, or in in our emissions, is if you electrify everything else, like transportation, home heating, stuff like that, and then make the electricity sector low emitting. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, it all comes back to energy. Yeah. Yeah. But now we head west to the PCT, where it is probably the best trail as far as climate change litigation goes. California has had the nation's leading uh, cap-and-trade program there. Their program not only covers the energy sector, but is economy-wide. So California is really um, showing the United States really how, how to move forward on this. And then Oregon and Washington are both in, in efforts to try and try and implement something similar to California. Um, they're not quite at California's level yet, but we can all cross our fingers. And as far as um, as the importance to hikers go, I just think it's really important to reiterate that, that like climate change is, is is causing huge effects on the long distance trails. Right? You have um, everything from snowpack decreasing, which you know maybe is good if you're trying to get, right. <laughs> get by, but that that will also lead to um, you know water source problems right. in, in Downstream the desert effects. areas. Um, it's going to lead to uh, more dead trees, more fire risk and danger. Um, also, if, if you don't get as cold of a winter, the beetles that have devastated the West, um, th they don't die off. So you have much more beetle kills. Which Well, you also have more stressed trees, which feeds more beetles because they don't yeah. attract, attack the healthy trees, right? Um, and um, That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, and you get more mosquitoes. And more ticks no. because they're not oh, the dying off in the winter. So Gross. if you think it doesn't matter to you, it will. Think again. <laughs> um, it's definitely affecting all of all of our trails, um, which is unfortunate. 
And in fact, why I started to work on climate change was I was crossing the Alps in December, and I was like, this shouldn't be possible for a Floridian. <laughs> I should try. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. When you were, I- did your no? That's actually uh, European traverse. You had like one section of snow, which was nothing, right? Yeah. Like yeah, and and it was actually at that point when I was like, I got to do something. I so I contacted a friend of mine from law school who's worked in climate change for her whole career. Hmm. And that's how I started working in it. That's how you got to Boulder. Yeah, that's how I got to Boulder. That's pretty cool. All right, is that it for your conservation beast? You got anything that's else? That's it. I would say if people want to do take action on their own, um, this is, you know, greenhouse gas emissions are not the kind of thing where, like, if we all recycle or if we all compost food, it's going to fix it. Um, so vote for politicians who believe in climate change and who are willing to take the necessary steps to, to change it. At all cool. s- all levels of government. Yeah, at all levels. L- local elections matter. Yeah, because you see a lot of action on local levels. Cities, states, counties are doing the work that the federal government is not, not doing. doing. And I will say that n- many, many local governments will have uh, some sort of an organization where you can look at like a report card of candidates. I'm fortunate that my partner does all the research at ad nauseum. And so I just can copy his ballot. But if you don't have that option, (laughs) then, you know, search out the web for, you know, different organizations that give or, you know. Or just mail your ballot to D-Lo. Or I'm sorry, to Disco. And he'll he'll Uh, Trust Trust Legal legal says do not. not (laughs) Disco Disco will be. Well, and our stuff is super local, you know. And and that's the thing. I mean, like the local elections matter in such a big way. Because that's where your energy, like those rules for how your energy is generated. A lot of those come down to either city uh, or county or like regional yeah. governments. So and if you don't Absolutely. know, like call. There's got to be some land trust or something in in your area. Call and say like, hey, I need some information on these candidates. I know you can't endorse, but can you give me some guidance on, you know, who has a history of voting with, you know, the environment? So Colorado has a mail-in ballot system. Yes, it's and great, it, and it's amazing. Like you get your ballot in the mail. You can sit down with a beverage of your choice at your computer, with do your, your research. You can have your bag of psilocybin. <laughs> <laughs> they voted for a giant turkey for everything. I don't know what this means. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and, and then you can you can mail your ballot back in, or you can drop it off at your polling place, not on a, not on election day, like you know, at your leisure, if you will. Yeah, I will. It, it really okay. is the the last the last uh, ballot that I filled out. I did so in a in um, a coffee shop, and like with a nice chai. It was great. It'd be great. cool to have some group like meetups around ballot too. Yeah, you know? like, like well, what do you think about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about yeah. this? Oh yeah, awesome. I bet yeah. you. I bet you you could find. Yeah, people that do that. Beer, beers yeah. and ballots. Oh yeah. Ooh. And put it on your meetup. Triple O. And, and just to reiterate, like I think one of the big concerns people do have about about climate change is that it'll oh it'll cost too much to to fix but when you think about it you're actually paying for for the emissions that we're all emitting on a daily basis right you're paying in in your heating bills being or your cooling bills being higher you're paying in health risks that come from climate change um you're paying in all kinds of ways but you're just paying in very little microtransactions throughout your life so you're actually paying for this and it's costing each of us thousands of dollars a year um, and that's a real thing. It's called externalities. And ec- economists don't make up words like that unless it means like something. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 
All right, let's get into trips. Who's gone somewhere this last month? POD, do you want to? D-Lo, D-Lo, you got I'm your hand start up? us off. I got one minute, POD. Have you started the timer? Start the timer. Start the timer. So let go. Two Saturdays ago, I believe. No, two Sundays ago. Uh, my son, who we heard from today on the trail show, was a mess. Should and I play he that? He wouldn't leave the house. And so myself and the older boy left the house. And we went downtown to a free day at this museum. Never listen to the... <laughs> Say so. <laughs> that guy. That was a mess. Time. That guy was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Went to this museum. We're hanging out. My seven-year-old son is getting a little bored. He says, Dad, I want to hike the first flat iron. If I hike the first flat iron, will you buy me a double, sc- double scoop cone, double scoop cake cone at Sweet Cow if I make it to the top and back? Sweet Cow. I said, sure, man. Oh, it's an ice cream shop. Sweet Never cow. heard of it. It's an ice he cream shop. You can't do dairy, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So you I said, sure, man. You hike, it up to th- you hike up to the top of that mountain. We'll do it. So I didn't really do terribly much research on this hike. I looked. I said, there's the trail. I've been there before. I didn't actually know how steep it was or how short it was. <laughs> it's pretty steep. Turns out it's uh, 1.3 miles each way. And it's about a 1,400-foot vertical gain <laughs> over those 1.3 miles. <laughs> and that's with, yeah. yep. with a fairly easy first half mile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh-huh. so uh, me and Leo hike up to the first flat iron. And about Leo yeah. hikes half of the way up there in bare feet, too, because he likes to take off his shoes and hike barefoot. For a As while. you do. Yeah, which always impresses everybody else's on the trail. It's good to know that you're raising like an authentic, bolder child. Yeah, so he hikes barefoot <laughs> up there until his feet start hurting, and then he puts on his shoes, and he get up to the top and eat some snacks and we hike back down and we get back on the bike and then we roll down to sweet cow and have our double he he gets his double scoop wait cake i thought he only cone. made it halfway no he made it all the way oh he, he made it one, all the way to the top yeah he, he, he to hiked the top hi- of the flat iron yeah to the top of the first flat iron to the very top no not the very top oh Just well like then you, you have the to top of the flat iron tra- the first flat iron trail yeah, I the think saddle beat yeah. the saddle below the top the top is another 102 feet up and you have to rock climb up to it so i feel like you should have him do that so his hike is invalid, is what you're saying? Well, I'm yeah. not much of a rock climber. If I, if a I deal attempt, is a deal. If I doesn't sound like no, you no, earned no. that ice cream. The I think you caved. <laughs> Guys, I'm a, I'm, a good, I'm a good parent. I took my kid on a big hike, and he did it, That's and awesome. I treated him to ice cream. You're at two minutes. Next, yeah, next you're, month, you're you don't up, man. Two minutes? Two minutes, yeah, 30 seconds. Over, next month, line. you don't get to report. Yeah. I mean, I think it was only two minutes, not 2.30, because we played the clip, and then we harassed him, so... Yeah. There was a lot of harassment. If I could have just spoken, <laughs> like if I could have just talked, if I could have just talked. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> All right. Anybody else uh, go anywhere? I Beauty. went on my first long-ish day hike of the season with Salty over here. Okay. And it was great. It felt so good. I felt like I was just like busting apart all the, you know, the oxidized joints a little bit. Um, <laughs> we did 25 miles, which, you know. Wasn't very much elevation gain, so it was pretty m- pretty mellow actually. But you know, your first hike of the season is always a little. But it was beautiful. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Your, your first hike of the season was a marathon, basically. No, a marathon's twenty six point two. So. Okay, so there's that one point two that you didn't do. Why yeah. didn't you just do that one point two? Yeah, wh- why slack? Yeah. What's the point? Because um, now you're no ice valid. cream for you. I didn't have any ice cream. Actually, I had a cold tomato and basil salad when I got home. That wow. Ooh, Salty and I pocketed good. from an event we went to the night before. <laughs> That's right, the Colorado Trail Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Great food. Oh yeah. Anyway, where, where was this hike? Uh, in the S Mountain Trail System. Oh, okay. Um, it was pretty fun. It was actually, it was really nice. It was a beautiful day. We started really early. Did you run? And no, we didn't walked. run. We walked okay. the okay. whole way. And it was several weeks ago. So um, 
the oh it was just after the last really big snowstorm mm. and it was beautiful everything's so green and then the peaks were f- that fresh fresh coating of, of of velvety white it was really really quick and we saw a giant snake yeah first snake of the season a gopher snake it was probably about five feet long yeah how much water did you carry on this trip i think we're over a minute two liters two yep. liters how much food did you carry on this trip I think we're past a minute, Pete. A was chocolate bar and a some nuts. Were there any options? Salty, to do you yield your minutes to POD to no. talk about? No, she's got something else to talk about. Oh, uh, then, then that's. I'm sorry, we're out of time. Uh, Salty, oh. next, please. Yes. What, what you uh, last month, I went to <laughs> CDT Trail Days in Silver City, New Mexico, yeah. and it was awesome. I went with Alda West, and um, on the way back, we went to White Sands National Monument. But no, I did you? not talk about that, because Special already talked about that. I might be going there Thursday. Oh I've my never gosh. been. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it's wonderful. Um, and Zul was with me, so she drove with me. And then we also hit um, Sandia Crest outside of Albuquerque mm. on the way back, so mm. I hiked up there. Damn, she dropped me off. Friend. Yeah, she dropped me off at the bottom. No. Did you take no. the cable car to the top? No, I would take my feet to the top. Yeah, you know, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like cable cool. cars. I take the cable the, come car. Come on, man. No, isn't but there I saw car? it. There, there is. is a I, cable yeah, car. tram. I saw it when hey, I got take to the, the top. It's scary looking. The spans are like a mile and a half apart. I bet you it'd be really Ooh. fun to take the tram. It was awesome. There the was top. still snow on top also. Yeah. yeah. It was great. That's cool. Could you take the tram to the top and ski down? They offered me a ride down in the tram. There's a ski resort on the backside of the Sandias. Yeah. But it's not typically open. I think open this time of year, no. you're probably not going to ski down. Do you take the tram to the <laughs> no. top with your skis and then go to the All ski right, resort? who's next? Andrew? <laughs> okay. Andrew, what please. What trips have you been on? Yeah, so my guiding season just started. I, I, um, I had six days in West Virginia. Five of them were rainy. Oh. oh, the last day of the last day was sunny, oh, it's so humid, which doesn't too. really help that much. No, not um, for But you know, honestly, rain. the uh, the trips were um, they went spectacularly. So uh, I, I've at this point I've run, let's see, I think I don't know over eighty trips, and most trips are like really, really good. Um, but the, for trips to be like great, they need some external challenge, and uh, the tr- both of these sessions we ran four three day trips uh, divided by two guide teams. So st- um, and uh, and th- you know both all the sessions had that because like the second the second trip we d- the temperatures never even got out of the forties so it was like cold, oh. and wet, cold and wet all the time I know yeah I was thinking of like the Appalachian Trail through hikers who are out there right now um, but the uh, yeah it was good you know I, I I struggled to go back into the rain living here in Colorado um, which you can probably relate to <laughs> yeah. um, but oh, yeah. it was good for me to go back and sort of re- further refine some of my rain skills. Hmm. Do you have any other guided trips? like openings on your guided trips this year i have um so i have uh this year i had 174 openings uh spots and i have one opening wow for colorado in september buddy sesams yeah so if if you're (laughs) looking for a colorado trip in september andrewskirka.com yeah one left (laughs) one left people and And, and, and then hope tell them the trail trail show sent you (laughs) what's that I said, tell them the trail show sent you, but you know. I said, hope for inver- adversity. Yes. That's what makes the trip fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not just kidding. I could do without it, but the trips. I mean, honestly, it's it makes it a lot harder for the guides to. I mean, it's hard enough, uh, you know, on your own. If you're just on your own, to be dealing with temperatures in the 30s and 40s and like con- like yeah. on and off rain, right? But yeah, then to that's true. also be leading a trip and trying to do instruction tutorials on navigation and how to poop in the woods and setting up. You know, tense. It's like, oh boy, it gets hard. So uh, we could do without it, but when we do 
face that, um, we step up our game, and I think the groups get a lot out of it too. Yeah, do, I do mean, you find just how much how much skills you develop in in that kind of situation. You're like, because you have to do it all right. in the in the in right. the rain, so everything right. is difficult. Yeah, and, and that, learn the difficult way. And that's what I was telling the clients. I said, you know, if, like if you all live back here, you need to know how to perform in the rain. I mean, this is like not yeah. a, so we're not going to give it to you. Uh, like you're, so we started fires. We navigated off trail. We um, we had to ford Seneca Creek, which was like knee high. So yeah, we were. Do, do you find that your clients uh, share your perspective about that? Like, is the feedback that you get from folks like, oh, you know, the whatever, you know, this made it really hard, but definitely I feel like that made it even more valuable because like y they learned more directly because. Yeah, of that? I haven't done the post trip survey yet, but I'm pretty sure that just based on the sort of early feedback was that the the conditions definitely add like another element, and that clients learned a ton because of that yeah hmm. pretty cool, cool. Uh, Spesh did you go anywhere uh, nowhere exciting I was back in New York for some more back field in New work York, man. yeah so I had to go out there um, to show some new folks around the area yeah because they're going to be doing some of the sampling but I actually did do a lot of hiking while I was out there just because I had to do all of these inspections hmm. that require tromping through the woods and through swamps and i had to buy some hip waders because i had to go explore Ooh, some beaver pond areas and stuff and uh yeah it was actually pretty wild and i saw a lot of wildlife too i saw a bunch of snakes um saw multiple turtles poisonous uh, several toads i don't know i don't think so they look like uh garter snakes a couple of them i couldn't tell but the one was like right in the middle of the, the beaver pond. And so I was kind of like, hmm, well, snakes in water always make me a little bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. but it's, it's, you know, central New York or upstate New York right. or whatever. So, right. like, I, I don't think they've got much in the way of poisonous snakes other than like timber rattlers or something like that. I mean, uh, some rattlesnakes. That's a bad one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you only <laughs> need one. But they're not, but they're not like hanging out in the swamps, though. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't think they have water moccasins that far north. No, 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 no. Hopefully not. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I went to Taos on Thursday. Uh, I've never been to Taos before. I drove there in the morning. I went to a hemp workshop, uh, and then I drove home. And uh, didn't do any hiking, but uh, enjoyed my time in Taos. It's the first time I've ever seen a neighborhood of earth ships. Oh, you oh. saw the Earthship neighborhood. I d I did see the Earthship Sweet. neighborhood, which it's in Taos. Yes, and you got to go to the Alien Watchtower. Oh yeah, the Valley. Cool. How did, how could I miss that? So on the way to Taos, uh, when you're driving through the San Luis Valley from Salida, uh, you go through this little town of Hooper, which is the gateway to Great Sand Dunes National Park. For those of you that've been there, you probably didn't notice, but just on the on the west side of 285, before Hooper, there is a UFO Watchtower. Mm-hmm. And I made I dragged POD there last year. She was very oh, those, she's still upset. Yeah, I, I POD that. definitely did just roll her eyes super hard. <laughs> and this year I was took, it POD or was it an now alien? she's refinding her center. Who? So I had two friends from South Carolina in town, and and I I said guys were stopping by the UFO Watchtower, and they're just kind of looking at me blankly as you do. <laughs> uh, and we stopped there and. They entered the vortex. We did not see any UFOs, but it was a good time. And did you meet any crazies? I no, mean, he was it with was people from South Carolina. So how dare you? Uh, <laughs> no, kidding. no, it was early in the morning. It was, like, it was like 8 a.m. We were the only people there. So uh, and we did not see any UFOs in case you were wondering. Well, I mean, it's 8 a.m. They're not out. No, Dude. no, that's more of a nighttime. Sort of yeah, activity. they're nocturnal. 
So do we? I didn't do much. <laughs> I went on, up. Man. I went up to um, Brainerd Lake in Indian Peaks, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna snowshoe up one of these mountains." Just, <laughs> but then I started to go uphill, and I was like, eh, "I just don't feel like." It. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I turned around and came. <laughs> Come on, man! You walked seven thousand <laughs> miles across Europe. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but I felt like it then. <laughs> Um, so that was my big trip of the month. I, I did go kayaking, but that, that, that had nothing to do with hiking. Where? So, Where? Um, over in Lyons. <laughs> and I didn't drown. I didn't drown. So that was something. Wow. Like wh- cool. whitewater kayaking? Yeah. I haven't done whitewater in a long time. So okay. I was just like messing around in a little wave and flipping. Yeah. And I swam okay. once because. You got to come to Salida. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you have yeah. a kayak? I do. Oh, I wow. Do. And it, does it fit on your car and stuff? It fits inside my Prius. Wow. <laughs> 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 Are you kidding? Really? It's oh, like a little, yeah, play, little, little play one. Yeah, so it's a play boat. So it's okay. a it's not oh. a giant. It's not a big kayak. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a pretty. Fit. Is it inflatable? No. no. No, no. It's a it's a hard it's shell. A hard shell. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Excellent. All right, we've got to take another break. When we come back, we've got an update from Moon Kid, and we've got a trail chip from Andrew Skirka. So don't go anywhere. This is Andrew Skirka, and I never listen to the Trail Show, despite being on it twice. <laughs> All right, Dila, let's check in with beer. What do you got yes. in your hands? I have in my hands three cans of beer from Dominion City Brewing Company, the Revival Hour, a clean saison, the Fancy Scarf, the Cascara saison, and the Unparliamentary Language IPA, all of which come in a 355-milliliter can, <laughs> which for those of us in the United States means about 12 ounces. Yeah. And they all come in a very attractive can. Those cans are very yeah. beautiful. There's beautiful graphic design on all of these cans. And, and they have like a little bit of texture to them. Yes. So you yeah. can, like you're a, not going to drop them as almost easily. Almost like a very fine grit sandpaper. But they also have a little uh, a little diagram on there of how to hold a beer, like how your hand <laughs> is supposed to be positioned and there's for holding s- a beer. And there's really fun things to read in here. So let's get started, everyone. No, let's, oh, uh, my God. Tell you what, uh, special, uh, what do you have over there? That's the one that I'm yeah. so excited so, about. So, yeah, I just tried this one, too, and it is pretty damned good uh damned like the devil in the details which is the name of this golden strong ale it is nine percent uh, it also comes in a 350 milliliter can five 355 355 it is Sorry. so delicious I'm bad. i think ben benby spe- sent that specifically for you and i special it is delicious and if it was specifically for us thank special you. and even you if it wasn't Thank Thanks. you. Special since I wasn't able to read all three of the cans, which I still have in my hand. Hey, you're starting to cramp up. Could you read your now, can? How about what? What? Put, the, put the cans down. Hey, please. God, don't you have a beer can over there? God, do you want to read a can to us? Don't tonight? you have a can with a shark? I sure do. It's called uh, <laughs> State of Mind Session IPA from Collective Arts. By the way, this is one of my favorite Session IPAs of. You know, uh, God here is a big fan of the Session IPA variety. It's 4.4% ABV, 473 milliliters per can. God, 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 yes. stop. Dilo. God, 
4.4% ABV. Come on, God, I thought you might be a little bit tougher than that, you know? Dilo, the devil can take 9%. Are you familiar, <laughs> Are you familiar with lightning? <laughs> All right, guys, come on. Come on, enough with the nonsense. <laughs> the devil can take 9%. Enough of the nonsense. We got to get back oh to the show. Oh my God, we need a couple of God mics. <laughs> All right, we got an audio clip from Moon Kid. Oh, P- oh, Deary, listen up. Track of these? Yeah. We got an audio sure. clip from Moon Kid. He's I don't somewhere. Know what that means, Let's but... do it. Let's do it. The man, as you know, has been walking from the the bottom of South America to the top of North America, and he's currently in Mexico. He's not a man. He's a chiquito. That's right. Let's see what he's up to. Hey, Detroit show. I've just arrived in uh, Chihuahua City last night, and uh, I'm quite excited. I have to say because. That that's uh, the last big city on my way to to the USA, so I'm I'm getting very very close. Well, at least on the map because I still have a very big distance. I have like more or less 500 k's, so um, about nine ten ten days through the desertic area in northern Mexico. So it's not going to be easy, but I feel very excited. A lot of energy because of, uh, yeah, I'm I'm in, in a great shape mentally. I'm I'm very, yeah, I'm I'm very very happy to to get to the USA soon, and to start the CDT and all this. I've been walking in the in the desert for <clears throat> for a few time now. <coughs> Sorry. And, um, Pardon you. It has not been easy all the time, I have to say, because the, the distances are very big and uh, there's not not much. You know, sometimes you, you have to walk uh, 40, 50 or even 70 k's without any, anything along the road. So it's, it's not, there are not huge distances compared to what you can make on an actual trail in natural environment, of course. But I still have my uh, my small backpack, and I cannot carry a lot of food or a lot nor a lot of water. So it has been quite complicated sometimes. I've done um, once I've done one hundred kilometers. So I I don't know how many miles it makes actually. <laughs> I should start to to think about miles instead of kilometers to get. No, to don't do it, Moon Kid. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. ESA, I guess. But um, yeah, 100 k's in 24 within 24 hours. So I, I wasn't even proud of this. That was just a, a necessity that I, I had to keep going because otherwise I, I wouldn't have uh, got enough water nor nor food. So I just kept kept going during the night, and uh, it happened that I'm I am in a, in a very good shape physically too. So um, I'm able to to make some big distances, and uh, yeah, that's that's why I uh, I feel that it's really the the last uh, straight line to the border. And uh, but well, today I'm going to have a day of rest, so <laughs> a quiet day, and um, once I will have reached the the American border, so I'm going to cross the border in uh, Columbus. Directly, I'm, I'm not going to go through uh, Ciudad Juarez and uh, El Paso. It's uh, I don't feel I don't feel it's very safe in this area. It's in it's even longer than going directly to Columbus. Uh, Puerto Paloma is uh, the the village on the the Mexican side, 
But from there, I will try to hitchhike to get to Austin, Texas, where I, I will find my uh, backpack. And uh, I'm going to stay at a friend's home, actually. P.O.D., are you okay? Yes, I'm not okay with his plan from hitchhiking from El Paso to Austin. No, it's, it's probably not a good idea. Um, El Paso to Austin? Yes. No, Columbus to Austin. Columbus. Oh, I yeah. mean, but I mean, yeah. Basically, hmm. get on friend's home, actually, in the aim to, yeah, to find all my gear, which is waiting for me since uh, for a few months. And uh, in order to prepare, of course, uh, the the CDT with the, the resupply boxes and everything. So yes, I'm I'm going to try to to hitchhike. I don't know, I don't know. I hope uh, I'm not going to to lose too much time doing this. But if some people do the way um, from El Paso to Austin at the end of the month, like about the the 27th or maybe the 28th, <clears throat> and want to offer me a ride. That will be very, very helpful. <laughs> I should have some good stories to tell you about my uh, walk through Latin America. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very close. And uh, I hope in a few, maybe in a few months, we'll be able to, to record a, a trade show together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yes, would be yes. great. In the bedroom. Until then, yeah, see you. I will <laughs> send you some, some updates on CDT, of course. And um, yeah, very excited. Very excited. See you. Ciao. 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 So he's looking for a ride from... Uh, Columbus area to Austin, Texas. So and, and is back. he is and he back. like? Would he be legal to drive? Like him, if if uh, we or Trail Show Nation like were to to sponsor a car rental, would he be able to do that? I don't know. I'll have, have to find. I have to find out. I have a plan B mm. for him too. Greyhound. So. Okay. <laughs> He's super frugal. He is super yeah, frugal. So he probably doesn't want to spend however many hundreds of dollars it would cost to rent a car to go there yeah. and back. Yeah. I wonder why his uh, friend in Austin, who is supposedly a friend, can't just, you know. <laughs> Whoa, let's not cast <laughs> well, aspersions. Like we don't know the situation. I know, it's, it's like really far. He walks from the southern tip of South America. This yeah. man can't drive six hours. Come on, drive hours. six hours for your Each friend. way, two times. Why twice? Just there and back. Yeah. Just hook up with Moon Kid. You don't have to take him back to your house. Just take all his gear to him and that's true. hang out. Uh, yeah, so so remember when he got to Central America, he decided to run. Yeah. Start running instead of hiking. And so he switched out his gear. Oh, that's and this hence friend the gear situation. has yeah. all of his stuff. So, so he's when he says he's going to cover 500k uh, in about 10 days, not even 10 days, like well, it's 30 miles a day, like something short, right? He's like, yeah. I'll be there in a week. Like he's going to run through the desert of northern New Mexico. I mean, he's been well, he's been running for months now. So wow. yeah, yeah. kind of looks like a a grasshopper, huh? You know. So he's gonna <laughs> run. He's gonna run. Yes, he will. Five hundred k throughout through the deserts of northern New yes. Mexico, probably just off the shoulder of the road. I assume. no, not in New Mexico. Once I mean, he gets in New, New Mexico, Mexico, I'm sorry, yes. Mexico, yeah. yeah, Mexico. But just think how exciting it's gonna be for him yeah. when he does hit the CDT. It's gonna be like real training. cruiser. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cruiser, maybe yeah. boring. No, I don't think he's gonna. He 
I don't think he's going to be bored. I think he's going to be excited to be. He'll meet some hikers. He'll meet some hikers. Yeah. Yep. And I have moon cave. There's, probably there's so much. Turn his brain off say, a little bit. Wait, yeah. And you? there's so much community around the CDT. Uh, you know, he's been really by himself for yeah. so long and going yeah. through towns. But like people don't do that. You know, he's going to so walk up to he's somebody a weirdo. and say, I have moon kid. And well, gonna and he's, say, and are you the, is that, that voice? You're moon kid from the trail show. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, so if nothing like, else, wow. he's going to go from a, a solo journey to one that he actually gets to share with other people. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. If nothing else, I mean, that's going to fundamentally change just yeah. the daily dynamic for him. I, I don't know the full backstory. So he started down in South America? He started at the southern tip of South America. That's and impressive. he has walked and the entire And then where, where is he planning on finishing? All the way up to Purdo Bay. So basically what George Megan did. Yeah. I don't know if you read George Megan's book, but yeah, it's... It's a walk across. And there's okay. two women that are doing the same thing as well. Yeah. Her Odyssey team. They're yeah. also doing the same thing. Well, I hope he gets out of Mexico. I mean, he should be in pretty good shape after. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's, he's cruising. He's cruising. Yeah. Running. Yeah. Well, I'm saying more as a personal safety thing. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. don't worry about that so much yeah. anymore because, I mean, yeah, that's maybe hubris, but he's made it this far. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. and he speaks yeah. Spanish. He does. Which, which right. is definitely helpful. And he looks pretty homeless. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Mexican looks uh, like the kind of person Mexican, you wouldn't want yeah, to bother because you wouldn't be able not, to get the stench yeah. out of you. Exactly. You know? Well, yeah. a lot of the you know like the disappearances and stuff like that happen with people who are either in a cartel or people who they think they can get some money out of. And he and he's not the guy. Does not look like that guy. <laughs> Alrighty. It's time for trail tip of the month. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that it's, happens it's, every. Uh, it happens every month. Tip of the month. Yeah. So Andrew Skirka has a trail tip for us this month. Andrew, take it away. So I just got back from West Virginia, and we saw, as I mentioned earlier, we saw all this rain, and the, there, um, the there were a bunch of like standout pieces of gear w- w- in dealing with that. But the big one that just excelled was a group tarp. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So, it, you know, not as necessary if it's just one or even two, um, but if you're with a group, and especially if you're spread out or fragmented among various shelters, um, the group tarp gives you this spacious, protected area that's well ventilated, and you can go and hang out and relax and uh, converse and cook meals. And it actually provides like a similar, it has a similar function to like a campfire yeah. where everyone's just sort of like gathers there. And um, you can, you know, a group, uh, like a good group tarp is going to weigh like a pound, pound and a half, put 10 foot, 10 foot guidelines on six of the tie-outs and string it between two trees and you're good to go. But yeah, just um, in a group setting, it, there's like pound for pound, it's one of the best things you could take. Especially if it's oh, bad weather. Yeah. I, I yeah. will totally second that. When we did uh, a few trainer courses with Leave No Trace, um, like the, the tarp that we would put up over like the kitchen area mm-hmm. was, that's where everybody would go. Right, could you, and we had to give lessons and stuff under it a, a couple of times. So. Could you tie like two eight by ten tarps that people might use for their solo shelters together to facilitate the group tarp, and then take it down at the end of the night when everybody goes to bed, and set it up as your solo shelter? You so know, I to was kind of make using, it dual purpose. Yeah. So that, what I was doing is taking a. I my group had a nine by nine, and then a war bonnet. Like, what is it? The Mamba Jamba. Mamba Jamba. Yeah. I have no so idea. So we had two, and that fit. 10 like so five in each and that we, and we were pretty comfortable we didn't really even need to be like that careful about sort of our space um and then um once once kind of the group dispersed i would set up my hammock underneath 
Mm. Hmm. Oh, so you kept the group tent. Yeah, uh, just kept it uh, up because you're, you're making sweet, breakfast yeah. in the morning. Yeah. As a 16-year-old in an outward bound course, the group tarp was pretty much everything. And we slept under the group tarp every night, kind of like sardines in a can underneath it. But even on long-distance hikes, um, PCT-08, we did nothing but tarp camp. And I feel like there was there was a couple times during the, the day, whether it was either raining or we were trying to hide, for the, hide from the sun where we set up the tarp and had Truth. multiple people under it, either hiding from the rain or hiding from the sun, one or the other. But it's kind of fun. I feel like if, you, if you're kind of fun, it's like camp. Yeah, yeah, like if you're crewed up at all in in Washington on the PCT, you have shared. Oh yeah, your lunch under somebody's tarp at sure. some point. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that. Yeah, I actually shared a tarp. I had my own shelter, but me and my uh, my buddy that I was hiking with for most of Washington, like we pretty much just slept under his tarp all the time. Oh, sorry, I, that, that was an errant. Um, More sound effects. This is. <laughs> I was gonna say I know I'm funny. Seven year anniversary <laughs> tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That we was need a slip. All of the sound it's effects. It's been pretty thin. That was that a slip of the finger. Seven years ago. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. All right. Group tarp. Trail show hotline. Caller, you're on the air. Go. Hello. Hey, what's up? This is Dylan. Hey, Dylan. It's a trail show. You're on our <laughs> trail Dylan. show hotline. <laughs> hey, uh, Dylan. What can we do you hey, for? Is Andrew on there? Dylan, it's Andrew. How are you? Pretty good, man. What's up? Y'all dried out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I managed to get everything feeder dry. Pack is everything de-stankified. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. not possible. So Dylan was on one of my West Virginia trips. Um he was with uh, on the first trip, so it was rainy but mild temperatures. I have so, a qu- question. And he's for calling Dylan. in for the yeah. the ask a hiker. Well, we have a question for him. Oh, Dylan, just a quick question for you before you ask a question yeah. of us. This is D'Lo, by the way. Uh, what was your take on the group? That's tarp? what I was going to ask. Your, what's your take on the group tarp? Did you enjoy the group tarp? Did you dislike the group tarp? How did you feel about the group tarp? Oh yeah, no, that was that was a lifesaver. Yeah, that allowed us to actually like. Did hang I, out together rather than just immediately have to set up camp and all just be, you know, relegated to our little personal abodes. Were there any shenanigans under the group tarp? I mean, you know, anything. Could be pranks, uh, lies, you know. No? Yeah, I brought some whiskey. I mean, other than that. Hey, now. All right. I mean, that's just required equipment. Yeah, that's part of it. So Dylan, Dylan was an interesting uh, client to have on the trip. So, you know, we get... Um, Especially on the three-day trips, we get it's a learning. It's like a beginner-oriented program, and uh, I, most clients are in the realm of like twenty pounds plus minus for three days. Dylan had a Dylan. What was your base weight? Like four plus pounds? Uh, four with food and water. It was twelve pounds. Okay. And my Ooh. my favorite Dylan part was when we're sitting under the group tarp, and he's starting to get cold. And he takes out his emergency bivy and, climb, nice. and climbs into his emergency bivy. Wow. I respect that. I mean, this was like, th- this was planned. I mean, a planned emergency bivy use. Right. Yeah. Of course. That's great. Yeah. So, Dylan, do you have any, do you have an Ask a Hiker question for the maybe, trail show tonight? I mean, at 12 pounds with food and water, maybe we should be asking him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Definitely me asking you questions. Oh, you're saying, do I have a question? Yeah. For you? yeah. That's yeah. the question. Hmm. nothing like there's nothing there's no questions that you have that we could possibly answer you got like there's nothing come on Mm. dylan you got something man 
Where do you guys stand on uh, freestanding or trekking pole, stove or no stove? I don't know. Oh, well, um, stove, stove or no stove is a big discussion. I, I you know, I, I, we have some folks in the room that are that are staunch no stove. And then we have other folks in the room that are staunch stove. And then it's we not have so much folks... that I'm staunch stove; it's just that I'm staunch coffee. And staunch then we have some coffee. folks in the room who are no stove curious. Oh, <laughs> and Dylan, Dylan, I just want to let you know that when I encounter those no stove people, you know what I do to them? Just do, do you know what I do to them? What? I just, I just beat them down, man. I just beat him with down. his stove. I just no, he, I he beats him down with hot beverages. I, I take out my stove and I fire it up and I get some boiling water and then I just threaten them with it, man. I just chase after them with my boiling water and I say, "Look what I can do to you with my boiling water, you stoveless fool." <laughs> hey, hey, Dylan, Dude, just so- out of curiosity, are you uh, are you stove or no stove? Uh, so funny you should say that. So when I, so Andrew requires everyone to like, uh, to, you know, submit their, like a very super detailed, um, gear list and everything. And so I submitted mine, like the first draft of mine. Uh, and the first feedback I got from Andrew was Dylan, please bring more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Seriously. (laughs) I I was just looking out for him. I mean, you have to understand. So like Dylan's, Dylan's young, he's fit, he's strong. He like, and on the fundamentals trips, we spent a lot of time doing tutorials. And the last thing I wanted was to have Dylan like, you know, wearing like short shorts and a t-shirt trying to stay warm when it's 50 degrees out. I know someone else who hikes on that almost all the time. I know, but you, but you stay moving. Like so, but that's not True. the case here. True. So, and then the other issue is that it's also really hard to cook dehydrated eggs without a stove. Yeah, dehydrated mm-hmm. eggs. Yeah, we make. Dylan, did you? How did your breakfast burrito turn out? It was really good. I'm glad I didn't listen to the water recommendation, though. It only took about four ounces instead of the eight. So, right. ooh, yeah. So we do. Uh, we this year we added to the menu a, a southwestern breakfast burrito. It has dehydrated eggs with uh, some dehydrated beans, and then like some onion powder and maybe a little bit of garlic. And then we add uh, green chilies and throw it, like cook that mm. up. And you, which you have to be kind of careful. It's kind of like when you add the water. You basically end up with a you want to end up with a consistency of like an egg yolk, like cracked eggs, and then you cook that okay. on your alcohol stove, and you just got to be careful of the heat, and then you throw it in a burrito, and it's delicious. that sounds like a lot of fun under the group tarp later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing it's a tarp, you know? <laughs> right? Oh, that is it's breakfast, so we true. You, know, you walk out, it off yeah. during the day, right? Yeah, you got to put some distance between the hikers at that. Dylan, point. where are you calling from? I am calling from lovely Durham, North Carolina. Hey, now. Ah, okay. okay. Okay, Raleigh, Durham. I know the area. I'm, I'm actually from South Carolina, so I've been in your neck of the woods a few times. Is there anything else we can help you with tonight, Dylan? No, man. I think I'm going to turn in. It's probably it's getting a little late here, but I'm glad I could talk to you all tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Take it easy, guys. Adios. Bye. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Dylan. From Andrew Skirka's most recent trip to West Virginia. Makes me so happy that he called in. Yeah, that's nice. That's That's awesome. That's great. He was fantastic. I'd take him anywhere. 
Would somebody like to read the question that was asked to Salty? Oh, yeah. I think Andrew Skirka would like to read it. Sure. Oh, I think he would, yes. too. Yeah, it's on the show let's, sheet. Uh, let, let's, let's hand... Uh, <laughs> a Andrew Skirka's chocolate. eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right. As soon as he put a piece of chocolate in his I, mouth, we ask him to read something. That's awesome. I have a question for Salty. Could she recommend diet or supplements to help combat tendonitis? I've been suffering from Achilles tendonitis for a couple of months now. I've been in physical therapy for five weeks. Oh, God. It seems I may have turned the corner, but I'm wondering if she can give me some specific food, foods or supplements that can help me continue to heal. I have friends who swear by collagen and bone broth, but I haven't tried these things. And what about turmeric? Anything she could suggest for on the trail or at home would be great. All right. Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Five, five weeks of PT? That's, uh, yeah. that's a bummer. Tenonitis is so common, too. Yeah. Yeah. For pretty much anyone who's athletic. Um, yeah, that's a great question. And... Of course, uh, as I always say, it's, it comes back to diet. So tendonitis is an inflammatory condition. So as you've heard me say before, your food makes a big impact on inflammation levels. So what you eat is either going to add to your inflammation levels or combat your inflammation levels. Um, so yeah, if you're not already doing so, Lemuel, follow an anti-inflammatory diet. And that's one that's going to be high in plants, especially cruciferous veggies, um, and especially ones that are high in vitamin C um, because that helps rebuild collagen. So what you said about collagen and turmeric, those are both great. Turmeric's super anti-inflammatory and collagen's great for um, rebuilding tissue. And then you also want to be eating a lot of high quality proteins, um, aim for four to six ounces each meal. So things like um, grass fed pastured animals, eggs, um, um, fish with lots of omega-3s in them. Those are anti-inflammatory. And then in terms of supplements, um, I would go, I mean, focus on food first, but zinc is a great one to support the immune system. Like you said, turmeric has curcumin in it, which is very anti-inflammatory. Um, magnesium is really good for supporting muscle recovery and also restful sleep, which is going to be when your body's repairing itself. And then, yeah, I think bone broth is a good idea for the collagen. So, yeah, there are a couple definitely diet and lifestyle stuff that you can be doing to help speed recovery. So that's my answer. Would CBD be of any benefit, uh, Salty? I think CBD would be good. Yeah, you could apply it topically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or even, yeah, or even do tinctures. Sure. would probably help. Yep. Triple uh, O, what do you think? <laughs> I think... <laughs> <laughs> do you like how I put you on the spot? Like you were, I'm not a medical... I don't know anything about tendonitis. Uh, Why did you ask me? <laughs> has anybody in I feel here bad actually, for you, and I wish you luck. Uh, has anybody in here actually suffered from tendonitis? If I could yes. add, so as yeah. a please, I have, yeah. so as a lifelong runner, um, I've had a lot of overuse injuries over the years, and tendonitis is one of those things. It's actually almost easier just to have a broken bone. Yeah, because you break your bone, you throw it in a cast, you're good in like six or eight weeks. Whereas yeah. tendonitis, it's like you know, a lot of people are like, oh my. Uh, I have um, tendonitis in, like along my IT band, and they get the runner's knee, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, "Well, I'll just stop running." And then they just stop running, and they, like, okay, like two weeks go by, four weeks go by, whatever, and they start running again, and it flares right back up. Yeah. yeah. And it's not an injury that you can just like let rest and and it will heal itself. You need to get in there with, like, you need to get on the foam roller, and you need to be stretching, and you need to be. Um, like getting massage work and <sighs> you need to go to see a chiropractor. I know it's it's annoying to it have is. injuries like that. Yeah. But I'm that's like the only way to do it. Self-care is so hard. It's so boring. Yeah. I'm like the tin man right now, but I just can't bring myself to stretch, you know? It's, it's all terrible. Of it, though. All those little I pieces. Know. Yeah. 
Don't, yeah. don't you have a nice yoga studio in Salida that you could? Go I to? go to <laughs> Salty's <laughs> office every That's Tuesday okay. and Thursday. She and I do Sean Vig yoga together. That's yeah. right. can it, from five thirty to six thirty a.m. You need to get yourself an inversion table. Then you can just lay there and like. It, yeah. I I'm you know it's a lazy yeah. person stretch but it's really nice well it, it decompresses the spine yeah. and, and that's an actual fact um i've got a a relative that has um, a bulging disc in his lower back and he's tried a million different things and pretty much the only thing that helps him is what would you call him the inversion the inversion table an inversion table yeah um the other thing i'll i'll just briefly recommend if our question asker is a reader there's a book called pain free by pd goscu I just read it and I'm, I'm kind of getting into the Goscu physical therapy is kind of its whole own thing, but, um, check that out. It, it might give you some good tips on what to do with tendonitis and other aches and pains. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree, Andrew, that you do have to do some work and I've been fortunate to not have an injury yet. That's been debilitating, but I know that like, if I just continue down this path that I'm on, it's, it's only a matter of time. It's yeah. only a matter of time. All right, folks. Uh, it's time for iTunes top five. All right, Zelo. I know you love it. It's By the way, that beer is incredible. Pass it over. It's really There's good. none left. Oh, do you want a sip of? All cans are ending here. Oh. <laughs> like, there's oh. none in I mean, with orders, this many people in the room, there's no beer left. Can try this? Just try it. Is basically how that works. What That's a it? solid glass. What? By the way, you could kill a man with that. What are it's we, crystal? My, it's crystal. My whiskey ballers. That smells delicious. It's oh, did, so does, good. Does everybody know that t- today is like national? No, it's like International Whiskey Day. Did not really? Yeah. Pineapple and oh, passion I fruit. Some wow, whiskey. that IPA. is IPA, double IPA, that's whiskey appreciation. It, if my wife doesn't kick us out of here afterwards, we can go hit the hit the whiskey on the bar <laughs> table after this. <laughs> there we go. That's I think we're going to get kicked. Yeah, out. salty needs that. <laughs> All right, folks. We had a couple people write in. <gasps> we did. Um, iTunes top five. We haven't done this in months. We have not. It's been like three months, so we're bringing it back, ladies and gentlemen. Booby says five stars. <laughs> I'm an, I'm an avid supporter of the Bobby Walters being known as the Bobby Walters. She's my favorite. She's my favorite, too. All right. JC Shine says, so entertaining, five stars. Wait, was that Bobby Walters? Did she write it? <gasps> I don't know. Boobies. Is that you? Is Are you Bobby Walters' Bobby? boobies writing she's in? Got, she's got aliases now. JC Shine says, I've only just started listening to you guys for about a week. But on, on my six-hour drive back from Alabama to South Carolina, yeah. Is, Whoa. is there a thunderstorm Yeah, what, what's going on? Seriously. Beauty? Come on. On my six-hour drive back from Alabama to South Carolina, y'all made the time fly. So entertaining and make me drastically lean forward in my seat laughing all the time. Thanks for the laughs and the stories, and I can't wait to hear what's coming out our way next. JC Shine. All right. Wow. All right. It's a good review. Frankie Rav says, redirected from PMAG's ammunition, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this might be more of like a, this might be more of like a, uh, a mailbag item, but we're going to read it right here. Okay. He says, dear trail show, much unlike your wildly entertaining sound clips from other, the trail show super fans, I am admittedly a longtime listener of the trail show. The banter between disco POD and DLO has kept me laughing over the years. And the current cast keeps the humor going. In 2015 through 2016, I even tried to catch up to Disco and PUD on Te Aurora in New Zealand. Aww. But was thwarted in every town from Tequiti to Palmerston North by fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I was waiting for something so much more significant. Yeah, I know. I was too. I was like... He goes on to say, while I haven't met the good people at the Trail Show Gang yet, I learned on episode 80 that we share a mutual fascination in the toponym research of visionary thru-hiker Eric Schlemmer. Thanks for giving, oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for giving our show Footstuff Podcast a shout out for hosting Mr. Schlemmer in Studio Seven in the Adirondacks. Keep up the great work, Disco Special Forty One, Salty Delo, Pod, and everyone in the Trail Show Nation. Maybe Footstuff. Oh, oh you didn't say out of order. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll just be crying over. It. <laughs> he says maybe Footstuff HR can email Trail Show Legal. Oh. About getting D'Lo back to the Adirondacks for some good old-fashioned footstuff antics. Until then, keep it wild. Tyler, future dad, SoCash. He's one of the footstuff podcast co-hosts. And they had Eric Schlimmer on. It was very Very good interview. Check yes, that out. really good. All right, last but not least, we have Matt Town, who says, Almost like hiking, five stars. What's up, trail show? I love getting out, out to the wilderness, but can usually only get out on the, on the weekends. The podcast really helps me get through the week. I have two suggestions for you all. Number one, can we go a little easier on D'Lo? No. Sure he no. says <laughs> Sure he says words wrong sometimes. Falls asleep. Sometimes? Falls asleep. Falls asleep. <laughs> and pretty much never goes hiking, but being a dad while keeping the yard nice really <laughs> takes a toll. Can we give the guy a break? Question mark. Number two, maybe do less gear reviews. So what? <laughs> so, uh, so what if I have a hundred liter pack in knee high boots? Let, <laughs> let me hike my own hike. Are keep, those go go boots or what? I'm not sure what. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, teach their own. One of you know. these days, I'll get around to sending some brews from Las Vegas. That's oh, Matt. Town. Interesting. All right, and that's iTunes top five. Wow. Top Thank you, Matt three. Town. We appreciate that. Uh, actually, it was a it, it was a forfeit. The fifth one is more of a is more of a mailbag item. So I was thinking, and it's actually from. Can we just go into mailbag. Uh, we could. Yeah, let's do what it. About, wait, isn't there something? Pretty, hey, how's that sour out of order? That we should. Were you ready oh. for that? Let's I, go into mailbag. Yeah. Wait, wait this go, I is this to... the one that you said was for me and you? So just FYI, we just. Uh, I'm just going to throw in a beer update. We just cracked the Holmes Brewing. What is that special? It's a peach. It's the Throughline Peach. And I'm that, sorry, the Throughline Peach. I can't read. Oh, yeah, well. That's peachy. Even it Salty is, tried this one. It's good. It's sou- It's a sour. Their, their label is like an optical illusion. They're all like that, yeah. Whoa. Uh, this is from Holmes yeah, Brewing in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is from my brother, Frito Rolltide Garcia. Hey, now. He sent us back with many bombers. Bombers. We got bombers for days. So our first mailbag question comes in tonight from the one and the only Death oh, March yeah. Bob. Oh, I thought mailbag whoa, whoa, is not no. ask a hiker. Mailbag's not. That's ask correct. A hiker. What you you said mailbag. Yeah, we're doing mailbag. Well, Mailbags. Death March Bob is on. Uh, Death March Bob did mailbag too. He did both. You're mixing. What? I think. Yeah, no. I don't see. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. I think Disc is confused. I've got something from Death March Bob in my hand that none of you. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, He's yeah. been withholding information. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see you drink uh, that whole glass of that yeah, salad. Yeah. Yeah. See. Can I read Death March Bob's yes. mailbag yeah. item? Or is there too much opposition to such a thing? No, go no, exactly. get to it. 
Death March Bob said, uh, and by the way, I got this from iTunes, but he says, after three or four years of listening to this great podcast, the April Fool's show finally compelled me to write a review, become a donor, and ask a hiker question. Maybe even play a prank. This episode oh. was truly superb, second only to the Te Aurora Confessionals. I experienced the full oh, range yeah. of emotions on this one. Curious at first, then disbelief, then bursts of laughing, followed by frustration, resignation, and finally immense joy in the utter simplicity of it all. <laughs> Terrifically creative and hysterical. Towards the end of the show, I felt like I was in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, <laughs> riding the boat through the psychedelic tunnel. This was a <laughs> this was a potpourri of sounds, a bold work of art. It really I, was. I can almost picture disco under a smoky desk lamp, half past midnight, in the glow of a MacBook Pro, <laughs> editing, splicing, creating. I can also picture P.O.D. standing behind him in a leisure suit, shaking her head. Uh, de- Gold LeMay, baby. Deeply disappointed suit. by his blatant overdose of acoustics. In honor of disco's effort, I would like to offer a top five list of sound effects. Number five. Oh, I like it. We'll a go from five on the we'll top go five. from least to greatest here. Number five: incessant knocking on the door. Number four. Do wha- you not have these loaded? I want to hear what I they don't. Are. Oh. Number four: whacked out dolphin with other unknown creature. <laughs> oh, these are from the show. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Do show you want to hear it? Whacked Download out dolphin. It. Show ADB. Yeah. Show ADB. Uh, number three, unsupervised hammering at the construction site. I think that was the sound effect that made Mags leave the room that one time. It was. He almost quit the show that night. Yeah. Uh, number two, ruthless, ruthless fisticuffs with violent back and forth exchange at the end. No, and number one, a thirsty dog dream. <laughs> A thirsty dog drinking. I have no idea where someone would find such an assorted collection of high-def masterpieces. Raising a glass to you guys for all the laughs over the years and looking forward to another 80 shows. Get on the trail, y'all. Death March Bob Tromley, a.k.a. DMT. North Carolina. The God Molecule. The wow. God Molecule. That's nice. cool. That was a great review. The God Molecule. Death March Bob it sent us a slew of questions. He's kind of become a thing here on the show lately. Um, we do have another mailbag we do. item. P.O.D. Hi, Disco. Hi. I am sending you a monkey audio clip I recorded. It's the white-handed gibbon. Hyla Bates. Lar. Or E.R. I recorded the audio during a job I took after my hike last summer in the local zoo. There's actually two of them singing. They do that, depending on the weather, every day from 10 to 11. Quite nice to hear during work. Would be even nicer during a night in the woods in their natural habitat. Keep on trail showing. Best, Gosa, kind regards, Simon R. So Simon R. sent us a clip from the zoo. This is the white-handed gibbon. <laughs> Sounds like my roommate last night. Oh! <laughs> Sounds like a loon. A little yeah, bit. It does. does sound like a loon. Wait, did it just cat call? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I think not, I got it. He's a long way from English. <laughs> Can you imagine sleeping in your tent and all of a sudden that sound just sort of like comes in right beside your head? I don't um, think that would be scary, can, but it would be hard to sleep. Yeah, as, I, I, as someone who went to the zoo last week, I would just like to say that if you were at the zoo and you heard that, you got your money's worth. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got to take Should one final break. Should we do our break. own cacophony yeah. of monkey sounds? I think to go to you break? guys did a better time last last month with your monkey sounds. Did we? Should oh, we yeah, do we some monkeys going to break? break? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 guys, my family's in the other room. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. This episode of The Trail Show podcast is brought to you by Visit Spearfish. I said it before and I'll say it again. If you're a listener of The Trail Show podcast, and you're probably not, you'll want to make plans to visit Spearfish, South Dakota. Somehow, Spearfish has been flying under people's radars, which is crazy because this place should definitely be number one on everybody's places I need to visit list. Hiking, mountain biking, rock climbing, geocaching, fly fishing you can do all this and more in spearfish that's because the city is located in the black hills of south dakota if you're not familiar black hills national forest is like a 1.2 million acre playground full of outdoor adventure in spearfish you can check out three epic waterfalls bike through spearfish canyon or tackle famous trails like the 76 trail crow peak trail and iron creek trail and that's only the beginning when you need a break, check out the great restaurants and breweries for a taste of the local fare. Do yourself a favor and go find your adventure in Spearfish, South Dakota. Trust me, folks, you really have to go. Before you do, request your copy of the Spearfish Adventure Guide at visitspearfish.com. And when you visit Spearfish, tag the trail show. All right, we've got a wild card segment tonight. Oh, yeah. d do you want to introduce this? This wild card segment is from Leo DiLorenzo. No relation. He <laughs> <laughs> wow, did you just disown your child on, on the trail show? All right, so Leo's my son. Uh, Leo and I have been reading I Hike Again uh, for bedtime. And there are some sections of I Hike Again that Leo really likes. Okay. And there are some sections that he says are just terribly boring and he insists that I stop reading them and move on to Dogman. <laughs> so for those for those who haven't read Dogman, Dogman is a half. He's it, got a head of a dog and the body of a man because Dogman was a police officer whose head died, and it was a dog whose body died. Can and we get to doctor, the review of the book? A doctor put them together, and hence that's Dogman. Delo. So, anyways, this is why bedtime's boring. Most uh, we, of we the apologize. Time. You know, this is just part of the show. Dogman. So so that's Dogman. So most of the time I've been able to read quite a few chapters and we've made it through a lot of I Hike Again. Okay. Uh, and kind of to, to whet Leo's appetite, I suggested that if he records some audio commentary, 
he might actually be on the trail show. Oh. So tonight, Disco, I believe we have some audio okay, we commentary. Do. And how you. old is Leo? Leo it will be seven years old in about a month. All right, let's see what he had to say about iHike again. Disco, you could have done a way better job <laughs> of exiting the exit crack if you had your GPS on, and you wouldn't have had to hike three feet, um, I mean 300 feet above the trail. Wow, that's I appreciate that, Leo. An observation. Yeah, let's we see. did have our GPS on. I know that's the worst part. Let's see what else he had to say here. Disco, you're so not brave. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, Dilo, were you coaching? Yeah, him? I was no. Say did you give him a script to read? I did not ask him to say anything. What, what was that comment in reference to? Uh, being scared at the exit crack. All right, here's well, a, he was mostly scared because he thought I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, that that actually. I mean, I was like. It was like dangling over a cliff, and he was, you know, <laughs> pulling you wasn't over. scary for wait, me, but wait, for him. I haven't read the book yet. Imagine so. if you had literally puked down onto p- this POD. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. So, so that was like that was in reference to yeah. pulling you up, and he felt like he might puke. So if he would have hey, puked hey. on you while pulling you, hey, up. that would make hey, that would have salty. Do. Hey, I'm with salty here. Hashtag no spoilers. There's, there's well, like then you could have gotten another I, name too. You yeah. could have been the Princess of Darkness and the Princess of. So Pukeness. just just so you two know, don't feel bad. There's a Ooh, lot. There's a lot of stories like this in the book. You're not gonna if one or two gets spoiled for you. Don't worry. Right, we, we, we got we got more from Leo. We got more. We got more. So, Leo, um, (laughs) at first you didn't really like the exit crack story, but as we finished it up, you really seemed to enjoy it. What was your favorite part about the exit crack story? Um, when, on the two climbs, when Disco thought he was going to puke on P.O.D. So, when Disco thought he was going to puke on P.O.D., that was your favorite part of the exit crack story? Exactly. (laughs) Thanks, Leo. Uh, I I hear some leading the witness going on there. Yeah, uh, sounds like it. All right. Wait a minute. There's two more. Let's, Let's see what he says. In fact, the Danish bear is very, seems very noisy. In fact... (laughs) <laughs> all right and, and last from leo here we go i just can't believe my dad has drunk untreated water it just seems cool i mean it's kind of weird because i've never seen him do it but leo you've drank untreated water yourself oh yeah i guess i have <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so that's that's Leo's corner, people. So we, uh, I'll just let's just close out this segment by saying, uh, "I hike again" is a great book to read to your seven-year-old child when you're putting to bed at night. Uh, and you learn about bravery. It's yeah. now available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. So get it while you can. So we have our debut of the Trail Show Hotline. Uh, Triple O, would you Wake like up. to speak to it? First of all, I'm very disappointed in a number of calls. I'm very very appreciative of the two people who did call only two only two two well now you know my pain when i for uh, over probably almost two years i've been trying to get someone from cuba to download the show well that happened last month finally that's your fault that was an embargo your fault (laughs) there were geopolitical issues involved give out the phone number again maybe people didn't get the Uh, phone number last night yeah what's that phone number again? song form please this shouldn't be hard for you Talking to the mic. Into the mic, please. Oh, come on! on. You don't have the phone number memorized. Oh Oh, my god! I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. Okay, go. Okay, song seven two zero eight nine three. 
Wow, you know, you if, really if somebody it, out there remember to call, what right. somebody should do is they need to they need to call the hotline and sing us the yeah. hotline jingle. A jingle, we need so a that jingle. we can use that as our Come as on. our like I got, every time we need to talk about it, we'll use you, your jingle. You can right. literally call and say anything. Let me the play the clip. The world is open. Here's okay. our first clip. Here's the first trail show hotline clip. Uh, yeah, no, somebody just wrote this number on the wall. Said for a good hike. Call this number. So, yeah, for you guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what you do because I never listen to the trail show. Oh, that's, that's a good, good starter. Good. And then I think we got a call from Germany. That is richtig. <laughs> okay, Triple O. I think I also asked you to uh, play a message from my answering machine because this text was hilarious. Hey, Disco, I wanted to call in for episode A B. TB, and this was really hilarious. It's like watching from dusk till dawn, being totally drunk, and when you think you settle for a road movie, and you don't expect the vampire part. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for the time to you invested, and yeah, keep on going with your show. I really like it. Bye. Right. Cheers. By the way, that was the guy that sent in the Gibbon ah. audio clip from the zoo. Ah, I have a trail nice. name for him. Simon. It's vampire. Vampire. <laughs> you know, Germans have trouble with that V. I don't know what it is. It doesn't exist in there in the. Okay, well, his yeah, neutral name is Vampire. Like What's it. his name? Simon R. Simon Vampire. Be written. Let it be done. Triple O. Yep. One more time with the the phone number. We need people to call in next month. We we need more than just two like you know ten second. It, but they audio. gotta be good. And, you know, here's the thing. Like you can say anything. Uh, I've wanted to do this confessions thing for a while, and since Out of Order has gotten this uh, this hotline, I think it's a perfect venue. If you've got Leave No Trace or Hiking Confessions, if you've got Deep Dark Secret, Deep Dark Secrets, a trail tip, whatever it is, you just let us know. Questions? Just yeah. Have, just go, yeah. Call, drop All a line. you have to do. Call. Just call us. Okay. Take out your phone that you're already looking at because you're addicted to it. Yeah. Call seven two zero. Eight nine three two two sixty nine. Uh, before we get into Ask a Hiker, do we have any donors this month, Beauty? Oh yeah, we got some donors. Wait, people gave us stuff. I know yep. it's hard to believe. We got Bernard Wolf. Hey, hey Russ, not fuss, Kinder. No, fuss. don't worry. Craig, Pisco Gully. Pisco. Chris Smith. Gringo Madness. It's crazy. Bobby Walters. The, the Bobby Walters. Richard Glasgow, who's really into hammocks, by the way. Ah, hammock man, is yeah. he? Sounds like the monkeys are in the room again. Bow down to job. Joshua, bow down to job. Bowden, who's hanging out with Trevor the Smoking, if you got it? Bowl man. Load it up, bro. Diane Pinkerstein is, that's for sure. Di David Vitti. Hey. Oh, it's a good thing, too, because they got the munchies. <laughs> Justin Quality Knowles. Ah, oh, so quality. Jason Lurch, not Church D. <laughs> just, no. just don't go. Just do, it's a cult. church if you're going to They're just going to pass the hat around. <laughs> Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Samuel Emery. The, the board. board. Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hi, Rudy. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. <laughs> Moment God, of silence. Little Cottonmouth. Moment of silence. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Get out of here. I bet he could do a nice jingle for us. Yeah. He's working on yeah, a, sing a jingle for some, Salty yeah, is what is. we've been told. Some Salty ah, music. Some okay. Salty cool. sounds. Salty sounds. Excellent. Steven the Hustler Russell. Hustler. Okay. Ammon the Brute Bruce. Brute. 
Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict. Green. I need my uh, just, give just give me the hummus. Where is it? Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codette. That's some good hummus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Chickpeas, hummus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tim Tebow. Tommy, Tim Tebow. Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Nom, just, nom, nom, nom. Just, yeah, just the meat. Andrew, popsicle. his trail name is the Meat Popsicle. That's interesting. We got, se- <laughs> <laughs> we got several. We got Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. We got Joseph Pecoraro. Oh boy. We've got Pecoraro, Brandon. Not to be confused with Pecorino cheese. We got Brandon Lost Balls Love Lady. We oh got God, where are they? Daniel Fun Dip Sharps. Is this Ooh. for real? Yeah. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> we got Shira the Switch Blady. If and your last so name great. is Blady, your yeah, name I mean, would be Scotty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No and Brian the Big McNamara. Of course. So big. James the Cajun Spice Myers. Ooh, buddy, that. Sean Weedman. Wait a minute. Pause. Did I have that twice? You know, we were supposed to put Weedman ah, up there, I, up I, there I, with uh, Smoke if you got it. Let me, Sean Weedman, there's, there needs to be more. He needs to be with his uh, the other part of the triplets there. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be uh, more. Patty Cake Matascala. Who's on the AT and sent us beer last month? Thank you. Patty Cake. Phil Gilbert. Wait, she sent us beer from the AT? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Kill Bill Cottrell. Kill Bill. Uh, Orion Bakken. Just say it. It's all. It's all. Bergea. Hyphenetically. Excellent. There. Hannah Dykstra. Steven swept away, but last TTS y'all called me Robin, so I'm going with that for now on. Hood. By the way, he bought a book for me, and he actually had me. Make it out to that whole Did thing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which I was glad to do. That was fun. And Anthony Peach Pits. Ooh. Peach Pits. Nice. Yes, he was involved with the beer, I think. Um, Mark Weatherington Jr. Esquire the third. Mark. Wow. Thank you, Weatherington. Long time listener. Birthday, Salty. Hey! Hey! Salty's birthday was May 11th. We had a little tourist of worship party. Yes, and disco and our friend the leprechaun cooked us a five-course meal. That's right. Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. We gave them some general general parameters, and then they had to come up with it on their own. We did. It was great. We we made it happen. It's good because they were worried about failure, and Salty and I reassured them that if they failed, they could try again the next weekend. Well, no. Salty told us failure was not an option. So. (laughs) That's so right. we, we tried to underfill it. The good thing about experimenting with food is it's usually edible. <clears throat> they also encourage us to eat before dinner. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. Our beer sponsor this month is Ben Benvi. Thank you, Ben. Big, Thank you, Ben. We love the Ottawa ben. beers. They're delicious. They're so good. They really oh, were. So tasty. I can honestly say there wasn't one of them that I didn't like. Uh, no, Even me neither. The IPA. Even the IPA. It was delicious. It's time for Ask a Hiker, ladies and gentlemen. The following questions are from our first recurring Ask a Hiker Inquirer, Bob Death March Trumbly, a.k.a. DMT, or Death March Bob, also known as the God Molecule, whose questions we will be answering last month and this month if you too would like to be featured as a recurring <sighs> ask a hiker inquirer please email are you pooping sales right now at the trail show.com <laughs> and acquire about so our monthly rude. payment plan again disco that email address is sales at the trail show.com thank you disco anytime doesn't it sound like he's pooping right now 
I just pooped my pants right now. Did Death March Bob have any questions this month? I, I shouldn't have taken all that DMT before the show because I'm having a really hard time reading this show sheet right now. All right, question number one. Okay, go, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Most of my... Uh, this Again, this is from DMT, the God Molecule. Most of my backcountry excursions are three to five days long. I enjoy good food and whiskey on the trail, and I'm always looking for a way to bring something gourmet to the woods. What are your classic go-to dishes when you guys are on the trail? I'm thinking dishes that require a little prep, maybe a few elements, maybe something fresh that's packed in, cured meats. What about cocktails in the woods? Do you have mixers or signature drinks that you always bring along or make when you're camping? Trying to elevate my game. I use a mini mo jet boil, so plenty of cooking room with lots of options. Absolutely love the show, and I'm ashamed I haven't donated or written anything previously to show my appreciation. Bob, <laughs> Death March Trombley, a.k.a. DMT, a.k.a. The God Molecule. From Charlotte, North Carolina. I, I feel like every time we say his name, we, we need to say the God Molecule part through the God Mike. I know, that's what I think, too. Oh, yeah, yeah let's do that. Really not, there's it's one really more, not appropriate There's one not more question. So. The God Molecule. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. All right. So his question was about backcountry uh, gourmet. gourmet. Uh, yeah. I okay. have a few good options if I could chime in. Please. Please. Um, because so, we're pretty boring So we put here. together, uh, so I've got six really solid breakfasts, six really solid dinners. Um, favorite dinners are the number one and number two. One is uh, beans and rice with fritos and cheese. Number yeah. two is a peanut noodle sauce that you put on ramen. Um, I also have a, uh, let's see, we also do a pesto noodles and a uh, coconut curry and a, um, what am I missing here, a polenta and peppers. There's going to be a sixth. Uh, Are those uh, the recipes right on your uh, website there? Yep, they're all oh, up there. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, we tweak them every once in a while. Like, So a uh, guy I um, have working for me right now, his name is David. He used to work at, uh, he's worked at Oak. And uh, Karita, and now he's at Flagstaff House, who's got oh. a super good palate. For for those who are not from Boulder, yeah. um, I should just let you know that those are three of the best right. restaurants okay. right. in Boulder. Yeah. used to work with the chef from the Oak, and he is definitely one of the most talented people that I've ever worked with in the in the restaurant industry. Yeah, so David took the recipes that I had and um, tweaked them a little bit and then added a few more recipes, which is why I like that uh, Southwestern Egg Burrito is his. Mm. So. I'm hungry. I recommend. Are, are those on your website? Do you have recipes? Yeah, for um, yeah. So like the bulk of them are up there, I'm and sorry. then um, I just I need probably need to update them. Um, but uh, like the pe the beans and rice is solid. It's been like, we haven't tweaked it for years, and then the pita noodle. Um, that's just uh, I think that's that just went live too. That's um, it's been up there for a while too. It's pretty good. Um, so I'll take the mac and cheese with a side of peanut noodle. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the. Yeah. Um, Cold, rehydrated, refried beans with uh, a yeah. shotgun of plain potato chips. You're a masochist. Oh. I even S ate that in town. It's delicious. Signature cocktails. Keep it simple. Just drink whiskey. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely agree with that. But also, I mean, you could have a Texas hooker. What's that? <laughs> uh, could please, you, please. Could you list could the you, ingredients of a Texas hooker? Yeah, could you please? So, I mean, the trail version of a Texas hooker would just yeah. be, you know, you'd have tequila, obviously, whatever's cheap comes in a plastic bottle. Yeah, it's got to be thing. cheap. Yeah. And it needs to be it's in plastic. It's, it's really, can't be it's the Donnie J. Technically, it's got to be the cheapest tequila yes. that you well, can source. 
Uh, and then and then you're going to mix that with the uh, with the liquid from your tuna foil packet. Oh, <laughs> oh that sounds really gross, <laughs> man. Why would you do Dude, that? Dude, I, I think I, I got to cut that out, man. I don't think I can play Why? that. Why? That's, <laughs> that's a callback, man. Terrible. That's a good callback. Did we, did we really that's say all that? Yes, <laughs> we did. We talked about, We used it as a hashtag. Trosha Legal. Trosha Legal. What, what do you think? So can, can we say that on the show? No. Uh, no. Why not? Why not? We already did. <laughs> I'm going to post my picture on Instagram, the one that I sent you guys. <laughs> Leave no trace. You can't uh, dump a tuna packet out in the woods. That's no, you're true. not dumping you it out. Just drink That's what I'm saying. It. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You got to drink it. So here's yeah. a way to do that. D'Lo, do you have another question, please? I do. Hold this on. Is... We didn't even answer all the questions. Yes, we did. We can Enough. Do another one. <laughs> Hasht- anything hashtag to, Texas anything hooker. Anything to move beyond the Texas yeah. hooker. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You no, can't move can't. beyond. It's, it's going to be burned into your brain yeah, forever. Man, and I apologize, beyond, but also, yeah. How do you get past the tequila? No, no, no. Second, it's second a, question. It's a joke. Yeah. Second You're not question. really supposed yeah. to do it. Second question, please. I don't know if I can read the second question. <laughs> I'm just really taken aback. All right. <laughs> I'll try. I'll see what I can do. Hold up. I just need a moment. Do you want Andrew to read the second question? No, I got it. Okay, I can do good. this. Let's get to it, please, or else I'm reading. Sorry, it. I just needed to take a deep breath, okay? Okay, question number two. <laughs> no, stop it. Primarily for disco. I'm a recent transplant from Atlanta to Charlotte, and I've noticed a severe lack of mountains, trails, and yeah. actually just southerners in general here in the Queen City. I'm on the NCSC border and can't find anything interesting around here with the exception of Crowder's Mountain near Gastonia. Are there any other hidden gems near Charlotte? Will I always have to drive to Asheville Brevard to get a true outdoor experience? Have you visited Congaree National Park, and is it worth heading down to see? North Georgia seems to get much more wild more quickly. Feel free to insert a squealing pig sound here. (laughs) And I'm missing those wow. Saturdays where we wow. could explore with the family and be back home for dinner. Any ideas from the esteemed panel? Bob, Death March Trombley, a.k.a. DMT, a.k.a. a.k.a. The God Molecule. <laughs> Charlotte, North okay. Carolina. Okay, I've got a couple of suggestions for Death March Bob. So I grew up, um, he mentioned Crowler's Mountain State Park. I grew up about 30 minutes south. Um Death March Bob, what you should know is that there's an adjacent state park called Kings Mountain State Park, and there's actually a trail that connects Crowder's Mountain State Park to Kings Mountain State Park. Kings Mountain State Park is also connected to a national park unit called Kings Mountain National Military Park, and there's a fantastic 16-mile loop that goes through um, both the state park and the national park. You should check that out. That That's as close as it's going to get to Charlotte. So not too far away, though, is the Foothills Trail. Some people have heard of it. Some people haven't. It's about 70, 80 miles. Um, it's a bit more of a drive up into the very far northwestern portion of South Carolina. Also in that area, there's a lot of great state parks, including Table Mountain State Park. Um, and nearby, Sassafras Mountain has a high point in South Carolina. So there's a whole bunch of state parks in and around Table Mountain State Park with tons of trails. Death March Bob, you should go there after you've gone to Kings Mountain and after you check out the Foothills Trail, you don't need to go all the way, way down to Congaree. He mentioned Congaree. Um, that's way down in like southern South Carolina. Death March Bob, don't waste your time, man. Don't waste your gas. Are you it, saying that Congaree is not worth a visit or are you it just is saying worth, it's too far? It's too far. It is worth a visit, but I mean, for him, it's a four-hour drive. 
That's, okay. That's one way. Yeah. So like way. maybe a long weekend or something. Yeah, like a that. long weekend or or maybe three a day weekend. Three day weekend. Because it does sound like maybe he's interested in going and checking it out at least. So. Yeah. Any other questions, Dila? That's all I got. This oh month. boy, we are coming in for the close. Oh, snap! It's not even two o'clock in the morning. It's time for a gear review, folks. Oh yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Oh yeah. All right. Oh. This is the time where we talk about alternate uses for tent stakes or alternate tent stakes for uses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Andrew, did you have anything you wanted to throw in there tonight? I I, I prefer not to use tent stakes. Oh, do what? tell. Stop. What? Just stop. Well, wait. What do you do with so your mind tent? blown emoji? Hold what on. Hear me out. Hear me out. So I've got oh a guideline system. Go. I've got. There's a good video online. It's just a straight. It's a bowline tied to your tieouts, and then it's a straight line after that. There are no fixed knots or anything. But with using that, you can tie out to like trees and roots and branches. Hmm. And if I have the opportunity not to use a stake, I always go for it. Because I mean, what would you rather? Would you rather tie out to like a, a tree that's 12 inches in girth? Or would you rather tie out to girth. a... Girthy. Um, rather tie out to a, uh, you know, a, a seven inch long titanium skewer that's just, just going to pull out. Mm. I want to tie out to the stake, okay? <laughs> pull out. You know, I have to say that's, that's actually really good yeah. stake advice right there. Yeah, I, I agree. Because how many of us have, like, in the middle of the night gotten up because the wind picked uh-huh. up or something and yeah. popped one of those tent stakes that was like, you'll eh, never kind of marginal. It. You hear it just you know? go, not me. And then. <laughs> What you don't, you don't, you don't paint your tent stakes orange. Well, you don't camp out of order, and and it it frees up the tent stakes for all the the alternate uses that we've talked about. So it's even more. Let's hear about the alternate uses. Oh man, you got to go back years, years of shows. Listen to all the trail shows. If you don't listen to the trail shows, you don't know what I had an idea today for an alternate use for tent stake. Okay, yeah. So you know, some of those like the snow stakes are really wide. Uh huh. So today I was out trail running and I was taking a pee and when I'm hiking, I wear oh a God. skirt so I can pee standing up. Right. But then in the tent, like disco's got a pee bottle, but I, I can't, I don't have that. I don't have the accuracy for that. Okay. And I was like, what if I had one of those snow stakes and I like peed onto the snow stake and into a pee bottle? Kind well, of like, isn't kind of like, like an open funnel, like a sluice way. But, but sluice. Okay. don't yeah. they make those like the right. Lady J and the yeah, Shiwi? Yes. The what about style. the Shiwi? What about the Shiwi ladies? But I just I don't need it during the day. I only need it at night. So it could be like my I don't know. But then you'd have to pull it out of the you know the tent. To, I don't know. It's, it's All not, I can tell you is that peeing into I th- a. I think you need to workshop this. I do. A bit I more. do need. I just came to me today that I was like maybe when it, when it's fifteen degrees out. And you're peeing into a Gatorade bottle inside your sleeping bag. It's a very, very precise situation. And I don't know if the snow steak or the sand steak you're talking about. Especially at night. Because when you got to go at night, that is a, that's a gusher. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it's you like, don't. There's no room for error. <laughs> no. Like, you, you don't. Why don't you just get all Wim Hof and go out there naked and pee? And just like embrace it. Embrace you know? the cold? Yeah, I, I will it. say well, that. I do if because I'm a woman and I have to. If it's not <laughs> that cold, <laughs> that actually is one of my favorite things. No, no. Things. In fact, I love taking better. a midnight it's pee It's better if it's stars. like 15 degrees and you can embrace that Wim Hof style. And then you can pee on your like, feet and warm them up. It's cold <laughs> right now and I don't care. I'm just going to embrace the cold. 
That's that's a pretty good impression. Is it? Yeah. Was it? I, yeah. I don't know really because I haven't. Yeah. I've heard Wim Hof talk. A Take bit. it in, let it go. Yeah. Take it. You got to do yeah. the breathing too, D'Lo. It's not just about the it's cold. Not just, so you it's go not just pain and in the snow. Right, but we've you gotten, slowed down. I'm, your I'm whacking the Yeah, juice, that's, that, you that's definitely true. You're breathing and you go outside and you pee at like two in the morning. All right, whack him again. I'm just jealous. That's all. Like at night with the pee bottle. I'm, you need I'm the shiwi. What's wrong Gross. with the shiwi? I don't want to well, carry let something just say, I peed in. It's let silicone. me just say, it's nobody silicone. in my tent ever pees in a tent. They always go outside the tent to pee. Well, they're I not very what, smart. I don't if, know what they're talking about. If there's no, anybody... No, all Wim Hof style. My family is being raised with the Wim Hof ethics. So they leave okay. the tent and go inside from the backyard to pee? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, they go outside. And it, they're shivering. And they say, I need to take a deep breath. If anyone from the Shiwi Corporation is listening, please send an email to sales at the trail show.com. We'd like to talk. We'd like to talk. Or if the Shiwi would like to be the next show sponsor, please Ooh. donate all of your Shiwis <laughs> to us. And Gross. Uh, not the used ones, but oh. the new ones. Salty and Peody, would you all shiwi. try a Shiwi if no. they sent us a couple samples? Maybe this is a good time I'll, to announce my it. new Kickstarter. Okay, I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter for a urination device specifically made for sleeping bags. Oh, um, I've heard the Shiwi is great for kayakers. <laughs> oh yeah, I because bet. you like you can't take your suit off right. and like the whole. And I, the four days that we spent on the Wanganui that I wanted to like burn my kayak at the end, <laughs> I will say it would have been very helpful there. Because yeah. that was tough. There was sometimes no place to get out. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just pee in the kayak. Oh, well. It's already got water in it. We're coming in for the clothes. Oh, thanks to everyone for tuning in today. <laughs> Big thanks goes to Andrew Skirka for guesting tonight and for letting us take over his house. Salty? We can't be done. I didn't hit my three-drink minimum. Oh, yet. that's true. What? Yeah. We have to sit here. Sorry. You can All chug. Right, let's run Start out the clock, chug. I guess. You know. <laughs> Big thanks for tonight's beer goes to... Ben Benvy. Follow you, ben him on Benby. Instagram. Really great account. FYI. Thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a Trail Show bottle opener and some stickers for a $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com. Hey, hey Disco. I'm going to add something real quick here. Please. So I, I, when I was searching for some stuff today, I found uh, a classic Trail Show item. I don't. We haven't done them for a long, long time, but I, I found one. Yeah. It's the Trail Show bottle cap. Oh, oh yeah, and and the next person who signs up as a monthly contributor to the trail show will get all the normal stuff, but you'll also get a bottle cap with the uh, trail show on it. I think we've got one for one person. That's and what I said. The first person, okay, cool. The, the next person cool. to sign up as as a monthly donor monthly. after the yep. posting of this of this show. Hopefully, your trail name is Kotex if you're a monthly donor. Tonight's trail show was sponsored by Visit Spearfish. Spearfish. Spearfish? What is Spearfish? I'll tell you. Spearfish is this hidden gem located in the southwest corner of South Dakota. This place is an absolute paradise for anyone who enjoys the outdoors. I suggest starting your adventure in Spearfish Canyon. Imagine thousand-foot tall rock faces, the smell of pine and wild sage, and the sound of roaring waterfalls. That's Spearfish Canyon. Hikers should also make time for Crow Peak. You'll scale up 1,500 feet before being oh treated to crazy, beautiful views Whoa. of the Black Hills. Trust me, folks. Spearfish is where you'll find your best adventure yet. Those Request your copy of the Spearfish Adventure Guide at visitspearfish.com. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Twitter at Trail Show, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, on the Citra app, 
Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Another trail show is coming gone, but don't fret. We'll see you in June with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Delo, Special 41, Triple O, Salty, and Andrew Skirka, I'm Disco. Ciao. Later, Ciao. dudes. Hey. Good night. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. 720-893-2269. Call it. And say like, things. Get out of my house. <laughs> I mean, or just call it and, and give us your best mouth breathing. Oh, I think or my, nose breathing. I think or my cat breathing. wants you all out of here. It's like, I need to go to bed. I think that's a show. <laughs> all right. a show? It's a show. All right. Give all right. Moon Kid a stop. ride. Just stop. Stop. Um, well, I'm a fast hiker, so... <laughs> But I don't have any jeans. I haven't worn jeans in years. So okay. I'm just speaking from past experiences. I'm like, Rick, we've got all this great beer in Colorado. Yeah. Why do you like to drink Coors? Look what I can do to you with my boiling water, you stoveless fool. I did. Uh, I just want to be compliant. Um, I'd rather be alive. And- <laughs>